This is for the nerves. This is for the brainiacs. This is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back. You ain't gonna touch me. You're not gonna do nothing. You are not above me. I bet you wish you was me. I know it. I know. Fantastic Steelers New Let's Year, go. baby! Woo! Like I said, I'm going to ease into the Steeler <laughs> talk today. Yeah, right, ease right into it. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy Welcome New to uh, 2023 edition of the Only Friends podcast. I am your number one, the host with the most. More importantly, <laughs> no. no Conrad to no. be found. <laughs> Matt Berkey. Joined as always. We're not, not doing, we're not doing this. He's still muted, right? <laughs> hey, Connie. This. The, this, I, the host is right here. You know, this happens. I have to be at the Borgata right now. I got to do some things. I got to work. But, you know, the host is here, man. I'm Conrad's sorry. left it's, podcasting it's for a, uh, a lucrative career in poker. Uh, we wish him well. <laughs> As as uh, as we said, we are we're traveling podcast now, and as you can see, we got some boots on the ground out the Brigada, playing the uh, what, what, what's the name of this this down bad tournament you're playing, Conrad? I am playing the return, so it's a twenty two. I'm not sure actually. This is the return of the five k is the return, but it mm. is the twenty two hundred mystery bounty, and it is popping down here. There's like eight hundred and I'm sorry. There's 925 entries, and it is still the registration still open with another flight to go. So, and you're about to re You're about to re-enter? No, I got piles. I mean, I got started stack, but I just lost like sure. <laughs> piles. Let me just 220 stack. big blinds worth of pots. Okay, <laughs> this okay. connection quality is very unhinged. Mm -hmm. I don't understand. That's all right, seems fine. He's just walking yeah. like an idiot. <laughs> I don't think you know. This is this is what happens when you let your number two do your do your uh, bidding. I mean, this is very fitting for what we expected for the new year. Why? We're coming in hot, you know. We're coming in with the the Conrad swooping in from the Borgata. Bro, he's out there. He's out in those streets. He's everywhere right now. Uh, you had a big victory yesterday, Conrad. Congratulations. Yeah, nice work on Conrad. winning the hundred K on WSOP. Oh, I'm very proud of you. It. They let me win the 320. How much That's a beautiful thing. You know, it'll be funny. I won the um, warm up last year on the same day, on uh, um, January 1st. So, you like to start have, the new year off right. That's why. I got a thing with these Sunday specials and on January 1st. So rumor I'm not going to play anymore. I, I mean, you're on like almost 100K upswing. So, uh, rumor is I'll be getting some tab payments here mm. shortly. Is there something wrong with the connection here? <laughs> hey, Chad, let me work on that. Throw that tab up in the... Throw that tab. Let's go. It's not working, it seems. I don't know what's going on here, guys, but I'll talk to you guys later. If you can't hear me, I don't know if you can hear me. Bye, guys. All right, bye. See you later, Connie. <laughs> Cocksucker. Conrad went to go catch the runner yep. again. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it's some math teacher in yeah. middle of nowhere, Atlantic City, New Jersey. He's gonna gonna catch the runner, get that PSPC. First is almost uh, first was like twenty twenty four k, so it's like basically a platinum pass. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. That is true, and we will be in the Bahamas, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Let's talk about uh, what we did over this little break. It was nice. We finally had a week off. I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, we did a lot of podcasting last year. A ton. We 100, did. 191 episodes. 
That's how many it was? That's how many it was, Landon. So you're saying this is the 192nd? I'm saying this is 192. Wow. So you're saying in like two weeks, it'll be the 200th episode? It will be the 200th episode. Wow. Mm. We have we have about, uh, yeah, probably like next Friday-ish. Uh, the Friday after next, even. There you go. If you will. Oh, like uh, bi-monthly? Uh, you know, let's, not, let's not go down there. <laughs> let's not start the new year off like this. I actually have a great uh, chat log between me, Andy, and Dan from when Landon sent me that, that uh, we're going to reveal somewhere down the line. It's just... Mm, we'll have to get kiss. Dan and Zeus back. Yeah, so uh, speaking of Uncle Dan, he hosted us during the holiday break. We went up to Tahoe. Uh, somehow we managed to do it all wrong. So we were there for a week. We went last Sunday and stayed until Friday uh, Friday or Saturday? When we did we come stayed, back? We came back Saturday. Yes. Yeah, so we came back Saturday morning. Uh, somehow it rained three of the seven days that we were rain? there. Yeah. Can't, you can't snowboard can't in rain. Can't snowboard in rain. You can't snowboard in rain. The, the conditions were like, okay, the days that we went, like it was somewhat warm. Uh, Eric and I went one day where it was like pretty cold and windy. Uh, so like we were only able to get out uh, two and a half days of the seven that we were there, which was for me and Eric, a little bit brutal for everybody else. Uh, not that big of a deal. Uh, we, we attempted to teach Landon how to snowboard. He quit. He, he doesn't have that dog in him. <sighs> I don't have the snowboard dog in me, no. He doesn't have a dog. The irony is that between him, him, Melissa, and Henry, shout out to Henry who's, who's here joining us that we haven't acknowledged yet. Hey, Henry. Uh, between, <laughs> between the three of them, Melissa has done it before, so obviously like she was the furthest ahead. But Landon, for sure, without any question, had the most potential to be able to pick it up and like be pretty good at it quickly. Yep. After two runs down the bunny hill, done. So yeah. uh, what 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 didn't you like about it? It's not don't, that I don't, didn't. Don't. I don't. I don't want to. It's twenty twenty three. I don't want to hear excuses. It's no. It's I don't want to hear excuses. The start of the year, man. No. There 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 is nothing that he can say. Yes. It's just like okay, I wasn't amazing at it within that, thirty minutes, so I quit. That's that is not why I didn't do it. That's Dude, not why. Just I didn't. take take the L. He did, he he, he quit because man, this for a fun activity. This has a very high barrier of entry. <laughs> okay, that, I don't that, is, sound, that is exactly what he said. I don't sound, and, and he sounded exactly like that as well. I don't like when you two gang up on me. <laughs> man, I really enjoy it. Oh, because man. that sounds like something that you would say about any like no, activity. That sounds like somebody making fun of me saying things that I would never actually say. Snowboarding is fun. Okay, it is a fun activity. But you have to also want to do it. And I didn't really want to. Yeah, but like it's you like can't golf. want to do it until you try yeah. to do it. Yeah. I tried twice. Like, it was fun. I, I said I had fun. I just didn't want to do it anymore. No, well, I, I said, said I had okay. fun. I said I had a good time. Am I time. not fucking like having fun over here? <laughs> it's fucking fun. <laughs> Literally. I was like, yeah, it's fun. I just don't want to do it. And they got mad at me and said I quit. Well, because like, the thing is, is that the whole point, nobody has fun their first day out. Like you're on the fucking bunny hill. It's too slow to actually stay standing. Like th this is what they don't tell you whenever you're learning. Everyone's like, oh, you're really going to fall on your ass a lot. Yeah. And it's like, yes, that's true. But not for the reasons that you think. If you just went up the lift and started on like a green run. You'd probably fall because you're scared and you have no idea how to stop or any right. of those things. But you would have enough speed that you would more than likely not fall uh, 
like uh, out of like just being a beginner, right? Like you'd fall because you lack technique and you, mm -hmm. you don't necessarily understand. That's what most people say that when they first do it, they say that, yeah, they're like, I didn't know how to stop. So I just, I you just, just fall. Yeah. yeah. You just fall. Cause that's the only way I could stop. You when just, you're on the bunny you emergency hill, break. Yeah. yeah. When you're on the bunny hill, you fall because you're going so goddamn slow. <laughs> That, that any leaning one way or another in your mm -hmm. weight distribution, you just eat it. I fell three times trying to just show them how to get down the bunny hill. And it's like, you know, I, I can't remember the last time that I just naturally fell going down a, a green or blue. Six flat. No, no, no. <laughs> I ate a lot of shit. I ate a lot of shit this trip. Uh, our friend Jared, who's like an export snowboarder, took Eric and I down a black in like fresh powder. Bro, this is a whole different experience that I am not fucking cut off. What for. makes them different levels of skill? Uh, when you, when you snowboard down groomers, it's, it's like packed snow that allows you to just ride your edges the whole way. And the technique for snowboarding is like, you keep like a 60, 40 distribution of weight towards the front, uh, which then allows you to basically guide your board, uh, left, right, straight, whatever using your front leg and you put a little less weight on the back and you kind of just like whip it back and forth like you butter. Mm -hmm. um, so you're just going edge to edge, kind of carving the mountain whenever you're going down a groomer. When you're in powder, it's literally the exact opposite. You put like 70% of your weight on the back and you try to like keep the, the nose of the board up kind of like you're surfing Yeah. because otherwise you just plow snow. So I just plowed snow the whole fucking time. And let me tell you, when you're in like a foot and a half of fresh powder, it's exhausting. You're just always on your ass. You can't get any like footing to stand back up because you know you need your your arms or whatever to to get back up. You finally get back up. You're buried again. You can't get moving, and then you just topple over like Humpty fucking Dumpty. Yeah, I'm with you, Landon. I, because, it sounds like uh, it really sucks the snowboard. I mean, this is all, snow dude. I can see why you hated it. Yeah, I mean that sounds like brutal, but <laughs> yeah, but that's like uh, advanced. Yeah, it's advanced. That's advanced. You darkness. you wouldn't do. It sounds I'm, like surfing as well. Like when you yeah. like lean too far into the front of the board and you just catch a catch a wave. Yeah, yeah. The front of your board goes under. But dude, what about all the like W Riz you could have potentially gained over the next couple of years, just like pulling up on your snowboard alongside some straight nine out of ten? I don't. I'm not a snowboarder, man. No. Th this is what I said. He says this now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clip that, by the way. Okay. He says this now because here is the absolute capital T truth, 100% fact of this, uh, of this uh, scenario. He will meet a girl that likes to do winter activities. He will become a fucking <laughs> snowboarder instantly. Bro, I was the exact same. Uh, Dan, I lived with Dan for 12 years, and he is like a very good snowboarder. He learned when he, when he was young. And I was always like scared, intimidated, didn't want to do it. It seemed like a hassle, yada, yada, yada. Never went. He begged me to go every winter. Never went. Meet a girl who likes to snowboard, instantly pick it up and regret not doing it 20 years later, earlier. Like, why can't I just find a girl that spits pre-workout in my mouth? I mean, that, that's the, you know, that's the that's, goal. Why, can't, why, why do I have to find the winter sports one? Bro, walk before you run, you know? Dude, I don't want the winter like, sports Come on, much, bro. What is it we were saying the other day as well? So there's now snowboarding. And cold plunges. Oh yeah, those are the two things that we're betting that he will become an expert in. The the cold plunge thing. The cold plunge to me thing. I, I just don't understand. He lives in the gym. He lives in the sauna. I mean, this kid eats, gyms, and sleeps. That's it. That's his day. And he just like rinse and repeats it. Like so, he eats multiple times. He gyms multiple times. Then he sleeps multiple times throughout the course of a day. And like. Yo, when are you going to start on this cold plunge? He's like, 
nah, not for me. I kind of want to lay money on on him being like heavily into cold plunging by the end of the year. Of course, all you have to do is tell him that it'll give him an ab. <laughs> it won't give me. It an will ab. give you abs. Will, no, because I have to eat more food now. It's a weird. I'm going through the like the weird stage where you have to put weight on because you don't want to be s small anymore. Bulking. Yeah. Everyone loves the bulk. No. Bulking. Because then, like, there's a way to do it where you don't get, like, you don't put on too much weight too fast. Mm. But at the same time, you're also, you don't proportionally get, you don't, you can't say the same lean percent. This is just math, man. Right. It's just exactly. It's just, it's the math, math does not work out in your favor to where you can get strong and look more lean and put weight on at the same time. That's yeah, not but it's winter. That's why you pick up winter sports where you wear many, many layers. Also, Henry looks. Like, Henry's looking at me right now. With no, I was just <laughs> going to say. Talking of math, did you guys see Farag Alphonse's uh, Instagram story? I did Spencer. not. Spencer, no. So Spencer Galphon's fourth birthday the other day. Okay, right, this is Phil Galphon's son, and they spent the entire day doing math equations on the whiteboard at home. And I tell you what, this kid is maybe the next Phil Galphond, mm. and it makes sense. Like. The kid's four years old and he's just doing like ridiculous amounts of math. I'll show it to you afterwards. <laughs> he's but just doing like logarithmic math. It's <laughs> insane, dude. The kid's four. Like, come on, you're meant to be outside eating dirt. <laughs> he's doing W math. It's just like, like father, like son. That I mean, is true. You know? it, it is important to eat dirt. Got to get that, is, uh, that to, gut right? binome in order. Uh, I, I, I did sense a little bit of saltiness in your voice. Is that perhaps because you still owe me 50 push-ups? Do you want them right now? Uh, I'm, if you're willing, mm. I'm I'm a I'm a camera, watchful. We'd have to move but the wait, camera. What, what, why did the salt? What, what did that have to do? With well, I, I I honestly missed my uh, I missed my cue whenever you were like really hammering Landon about the the snowboarding giving right. up. I, I thought maybe you know that was because he cost you the bet. Oh yeah, they made a bet. Oh on you. yeah, yeah, no, no. I mean, can you feel the? Uh, we made a soft. We, we made a how here? soft is Landon bet, and I bet that he would not make it an hour twenty on the bunny hill. I'm not, okay. I'm not even like, I'm not even salty about the push-ups. I'm more just annoyed with him. And, and also I'm annoyed. <laughs> I'm annoyed that I believed in him right. the way that I did as right. well. Right. Because Man. he didn't strike me as a quitter. I was like, this guy is going to try. Like he's going to grind out for a good three hours, you know. Yeah, there are three-year-olds that are doing circles around you right now and they're clowning on you. I get it. It's a tough pill to swallow. No, that was but fine. He strike like he's in the gym. You know, he's posting Instagram stories of how he's in the gym all the time. Yep. You know, weight loss from January to end of this year. And I'm like, this guy grinds. Right. Yeah. He's got the grit. Yeah. He's just gonna be he's gonna persevere you, and he's gonna put up with it. You could have you could have done more as the person betting on him. My read was wrong. You could have done more. Uh, if, if you would have started filming him. Uh, if you would have started posting to his social, you know, really give him a lot of content, if you will. True. Uh, I, I think that he would have bambied his way down the hill a little bit more often. I didn't think he needed it, man. Yeah. I just thought he was built Listen, different. we, Matt okay. and I have had this conversation already about the way that I operate as an individual. I can only do one thing at a time. That is true. He, can, he has, he has sole focus on one thing. And right now that one thing is Jim. Jim. Yeah, no snowboard's not part of that. Which is a shame. It's a For real, now, it's a real listen, pity. It's, it's a real not, pity. But it's, you know what it is? Because it's not like you're doing this selfless act of teaching us how to go down the bunny hill. You want people to go with you so you can go have a good time. Yeah. Yeah, you'll have a good time too. 
<laughs> it's uh it's a win-win for everybody i promise you. i think it's more win for you than so me is the plan to go through life like in six month blocks at a time just like <laughs> focusing on one thing or how does uh, how does that work no, no. Okay. <laughs> i don't know you're, you're gonna get back to me on that one yeah right because what you're what you learn is that you don't really learn much in school besides like the borderline like academia like i don't know how life works i don't know like i just got a car right i don't know how getting a car works uh, i don't yeah. know how taxes work for all intents mm -hmm. and purposes right Spectre. so now i have to get like a pa to like kind of teach me how life works because i can't do all this stuff on my own it's way too challenging and i can only do one thing at a time and there's 10 different things in the book of life that you have to learn in a short amount of time i respect it i think it was bruce lee that said you know he doesn't fear the man that's thrown ten thousand different kicks he fears the man that's thrown one kick ten thousand times so like i get i get the whole <laughs> knuckling down for six months and mastering something but at the same time you full of shit so you know uh but yeah like i'll give you those 50 now if you want but i need to go and get a t-shirt on because there's no way i'm doing it this no way. no 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 i i would i would actually take them on the pod happily but uh we would really have to fuck with the camera angles to do it and it's just too much for guapo fair, 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 fair. uh but i will i will tax that ass Oh man, after a 12 hour 50. session at the Aria as well, what's going on? Oh, so brutal. I saw that you, uh, you, got, you got a little whacked on New Year's Eve. Dude, I got spanked. Mm. Yeah. Welcome to America, kid. Dude, man, like these guys, they just love calling with like two outs for all the money. They yeah. Just... <laughs> Tell me again how you're folding four houses. Yeah. Well, dude, I fold, right, I'm not even joking. <laughs> Today, $3,000 in the pot going to the river. Mm. I've got $100 behind. Okay. River pills off. He just like blocks for like 10 percent or whatever and i just fold wait you have a hundred dollars yeah there's like 3k in the pot and you folded for a hundred dollars yeah i don't understand well i just like he just always has a flush but it's a hundred dollars yeah well you know what if he just doesn't always have a flush because no. you only have a hundred dollars pennies make pounds listen man new year new me i'm folding rivers in 2023 <laughs> I, I, I think this results to come in you'll see you'll this, see this story has results to be... or results 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 no <laughs> No. Wait, this story is this story has to be fabricated in some capacity. It's not like I turn nut flush, uh, nut straight. Sorry, yeah, like two tone on the turn, mm -hmm. flush completes on the river, right? And he leads into me with one hundred behind. So in his mind, I'm never folding. Correct. And he just always has it. It's just and you there's two. A guy behind. Oh, there's a guy behind. Yeah, but you're getting laid thirty to one. I don't care, bro. <laughs> 31 to 1 dude if i had 50 dollars, i would have folded i hate you new year new me i hate you so no, bad but see i did this yesterday when i lost like 6k i've got ace 7xx on an ace a 7 7 board mm. i like pot like b50 flop pot turn he calls rivers a 10 i bet 400 into like 1.2 with 200 behind he jams obviously i just call even though he always has ace 10 mm. and I get shown ace 10. Sure. And today I showed up, I said, no, I'm going to save that $200. Whoa. Well, it's, it's a little well, different. When have they ever shown a bluff in that spot? But, but this is a little different. Is it? I'm yeah. right there with you, Henry. I, I think this, this is, is just excellent. God, tortoise I can't believe this approved. is even tortoise approved. Beware. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. So God I'm just meant it. to give him $100. Yes, you're meant to give him $100. No. And you know what? Once in a blue moon, this idiot is going to show up with the same hand as you or something worse. No, he's not.
He's just always. You know how often a blue moon happens? Not well, often enough. 30, to, 31. Oh. Not, not 30 to 1. No. <laughs> no, that'd be every month. That's Would it be true. monthly or bi monthly? <laughs> Jersey boy saying that the mat is so tilted right now. I am. I, I'm so tilted I can't even figure out like how to segue into the Steelers, which made you, me so you're unbelievably one of those live happy. Players. You're just one of those guys that's just like, oh, well, I'm priced in. No. You know that bell curve chart with like. I was about to say low IQ, it. mid IQ, high like, IQ. I was about to say a word that probably shouldn't be. Sure. Should say it's a streaming term. Yeah, you know, and and you're, you're just that guy. You're just like, oh well, I'm just getting forty to one on a call where you know how the bell curve Ter meme works. Terry Two Pair <laughs> never has a bluff. Hold on, in hold spot. on. He you know, hasn't bluffed. You know in how five the bell, key, bell curve meme works, right? I do. Yes. On the other side of that, it's the exact same man saying, no, "I'm no. never folding for a hundred dollars." No, 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 no. It's low, mid. High, low, and high are the same. Mid is we, the one that says, we know. right, your middle, your middle curve. No. Your middle curve saying pot odds. No. It, no. Yes. Low IQ says, okay. he always has okay. it, I fold. High IQ says, he always has it, I fold. Middle IQ says, pot odds, I call. Mm. All right. Can we just get the clown meme instead of Matt's face with <laughs> like the clown face just slowly appearing? He's just like, I'm getting laid too good of a price. Right. I call. 31 to face. one. <laughs> I, I will, I will tell everybody here right now. Uh, I will never fold getting 31 to one. Nothing. You give me 30 to one. I take it. I take it. I take the price. Nine high call. No. Show me your hand. Show me your hand, sir. Yeah, it's for info for later. That's right. How it's, you... it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's worth it to see what he pay or what he what do you bet a hundred dollars worth? This is like that Melissa hand history from the other day. Where no, just, that you're, wasn't you're a hand. Like, yeah, Henry, cool. that was not a hand history. All right, fair. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was more of a, it was more of like a, a regaling of a story of yeah, something that, that happened a, once. That was a tale <laughs> of a man who sat down at a PLO table, made a full house, and decided it wasn't good at some point. <laughs> it wasn't good enough. <laughs> Oh man! All right. So now that we're done talking about all the things that Your made team. me sad, let's, let's talk about the things that made me happy, like me predicting that the Steelers were going to go seven and two down the stretch. We're almost there, Burke. One they, more win. They are six and two. I have. Oh no! Did I lose it? Um, I might have no. lost it. The uh, your the bet. bet. The bet. No, yeah, it's, it's right. It's right there. in front of you. Yeah. Right oh shit! The, yeah. Look at this. Look at this, Henry. Five thousand to one. Well, I mean, technically five hundred to one. Yeah. 500 to 1, we bet the Steelers to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> For five bucks. For five dollars. I'm so mad that I didn't parlay. The second I said they were going to go seven and two, I should have been like sweating their, their playoff hopes. Yeah. Once they were 0.3% to make the playoffs, yeah. I should have just parlayed from now that point they on. Like, Dude, they're like, what uh, kind of Steelers like fan are you guys? Five dollars. No, they, no, no, it was, it was a, gift a gift from Conrad. From Conrad. Oh, okay. Fine. Oh, it was only. Yeah. Oh, because. Trust we me. Did, we did Secret Santa. I'm <clears> tilted. Like, it's not a thousand. Put fifty bucks on something. Yeah. It's your team. Well, who gives a? I'm 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 beyond. So irate. so the context was Conrad got Matt some other gifts too, like some shirts that are too big. Some for down him. bad fucking yeah. t-shirts. Some down bad t-shirts that I don't even. <laughs> no one really knows why he got you those shirts, but you have them. Right. Which I guess they can now just become my shirts. There you go. Uh, and then you got also some to do. part of I know. <laughs> Part part of the, it's the sleeper build. Mm. Uh, part of the fifty dollars that he was allowed to spend, he used five dollars on that. Yeah. yeah. What what are the odds of this coming in now? About a hundred. About a hundred percent. It's gonna work every 99. time. Ninety nine point eight. Something uh, like that. I if I were, I mean, those were not proper odds when we when we laid the bet. Right. They're probably closer okay. to like seven fifty. You're, you're never gonna like the, the, yeah. You're the never gonna get the right never price. Never gonna obviously. give you anything close to what the to be fair. The right price is. Conrad's on an upswing, man. He is on an upswing. 
Like you might pay off maybe, that tab. Maybe that's lucky money. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. Well, the whole point that I'm trying to make is that I'm mad that I don't have a parlay for them to make the playoffs because right. what started as a 0.3 percent chance is now somewhere in the neighborhood of like 15 to 20 percent. Like that's got to be. Yeah. That's how they get you. Oh, we have that's to quickly talk about the Steelers game during. Uh, was it? It wasn't New Year's. It was, New it was Christmas. Day. Christmas Eve. It was Christmas. Watching mm. that game at Brian's house. Yes. I don't think I don't think Landon enjoys anything more than watching Yinzers sweat the Steelers. <laughs> I love watching them. Oh, I love watching you guys watch the Steelers. It's it's so, it's so much heartbreak and it's down sad, and then somehow you win. I don't know how you win. It this makes with the so, Steelers. Listen, we they've been doing this my entire yeah. life. Literally my entire life, where it's just like, how could we ever win this game? It's like, well, we'll probably win the game. That sounds just, that sounds like being an England fan. I, yeah, I can relate. That's what yeah. right. It's just yeah, they my, they just find a way. It's something in their DNA that like <laughs> has been instilled in like Steeler culture since the seventies. Since the immaculate reception, they were like, "Holy shit! No matter what the situation is, we can find a way to win." It's just like and when that happened. They just that's how their mindset works moving forward. So they just are never out of it. They're never gonna give up. They're just gonna keep fighting to the last second. And then good things happen. It's like math doesn't exist. Like there'll be a spot where you not clearly, when you have heart. You clearly have to go for it on a fourth down. It's like, nah, we're gonna punt it. Look, that was, this, nah, we're gonna go for a field goal in a spot we have to bro, go for a touchdown. Yesterday's game was a Mike Tomlin fucking masterpiece. It was it was, <laughs> it was scripted the way that he wrote it out. That is typical Baltimore Pittsburgh football right there. I, I predicted. I said to um, a couple friends of mine in different chat. I said, uh, I go. This, they said Do you have other friends in different chat. It was Dolak, and he said, "He said, did you take uh, you take the Steelers in the under? Because they always say anytime they play like Baltimore in a primetime game, the Steelers they win, and it's always under." I go, "Yeah, I go. The score is going to end 13-10. pretty close. It's sixteen thirteen. Yeah, I said that uh, they were going to score the go-ahead touchdown, which we just saw. Big shout out to Najee. Najee blowout game yesterday. Uh, I said that they were going to score the go-ahead touchdown. Baltimore was going to get the ball back with just enough time on the clock to put a drive together. They were going to get in the field goal range. And as they line up with the best field goal kicker, maybe of all time, they were going to get a uh, a penalty of being offsides. That was going to push them back, <laughs> forcing them to throw a Hail Mary, and Minka Fitzpatrick was going to pick the ball off and end the game. <laughs> Most of that was true. Most of that was actually very accurate. Minka did end the game with an interception. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, you know, let's not overhype it here. They did beat a Baltimore team with a backup quarterback. But what's most important is this team is very different than the early uh, first half of the season team. They lost some really down bad fucking games. The Jets stink, as we said they did all season long, with the exception of Conrad. The Dolphins ended up being... They uh, They got scammed a little bit. I mean, Tua's... Pretty fucked up. He might not ever play again. Uh, he's yeah, in like a, his 25th concussion situation. protocol. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we need some things to happen. We need the Jets to win next week. But Miami's going to be rolling out their third string quarterback. Bridgewater broke his finger. He's broke. He's done. Uh, it's sure. broke. I'm, I don't know yeah. if it's done it's, or not. But like, it whatever. They want to put Bridgewater in with a broken finger. I still like the Jets. <laughs> yes. Uh, Buffalo needs to beat New England. But Buffalo will be playing for home field. Yes. And it's in Buffalo. Right, so that's like, you know, let's fucking go. Lock and then in the sand. Steelers have to beat the down bad Browns. Down bad Browns, man. They can't They can't do anything. Deshaun Watson looks like an absolute trash dumpster uh, fire. They won, though. They won yesterday. They did win. They, they, beat, they beat the down bad so, commanders. So, so yeah. what you're saying is it's not over. It's <laughs> not over. So it's, gone, it's gone from a 0.3% chance, was it, to yeah. now like 16%? Somewhere between like 15 20%. Yeah. I'm having flashbacks to uh, Shawshank Redemption where Red's telling him to not have hope. 
It's like hope's a dangerous thing. You don't understand, man. Do hope. You don't understand. (laughs) The hope's gonna kill you, Buck. The the culture the culture of being a Yinzer fan, a Steeler fan at heart, is that we always have hope. And this came to fruition last year, where the Steelers uh, in Ben Roethlisberger's final season went eight eight and one, no shot at the playoffs. Somehow in the final week, the Chargers are playing the Raiders. If they tie, they both go to the playoffs. And the Steelers don't. And the Steelers are out. If one of them plays to win, the Steelers sneak in so over the loser. they can literally just play to a tie, and then they're both in. Henry, it goes to overtime. It, there's yeah. like, it's there's tied. Like a, the end of regulation. It's tied. There's like a minute and a half left on the clock. All, the, all they need to do is kneel down. End the game. Nope. No, the Raiders say, fuck you, Chargers. We're going for it. Throw a pass. Kick, line up. Kick a what? Like a 50-yard field yeah. goal? And, win, and win, send the Chargers home, and send the Steelers the, to the, the char- So, so uh, all they had to do was kneel down. The Raiders were, like, running the ball to run out the clock, and the Chargers called a timeout. Yeah. And the second they called a timeout, and the Raiders were like, That's these right, motherfuckers yeah. are trying to preserve the clock. Yep. That was it. <laughs> they kicked the field goal. Steelers go to the playoffs. They obviously get bounced by the Chiefs, which they might get the rematch again this year oh, uh, if they do find a way in, which is, God, man, I can't. How about those fucking Steelers? TJ Watt, baby. How about them Steelers? He's Let's so go. Good. He's so good. What a difference. How about them fucking Steelers, man? <laughs> what a difference maker. Man, he really what is. What a difference maker. I was looking at some stats. They're one and six with him out of the lineup, and they're seven and two, I think, or mm-hmm. seven and one with yeah. him in the lineup. Just unbelievable how much of a game changer this guy is. He really is. Oh my God, it's just so painful. It's just, it's, it's, it's remark like it's remarkable, but not in the way that people use the word remarkable. You know, <laughs> it's like when people say something's incredible, but not in the way of like, wow, this is such a big deal. What, what's remarkable about how it? does this happen bro, every time? Bro, just, you are witnessing. What we do. You're witnessing the start of a dynasty. Yes. Okay? No. Yes. yes. The yes. Kenny Pickett era. The Kenny Pickett era is upon us. Kenny fucking Pickett. Kenny fucking Pickett, baby. Okay. Kenny Pickett era is upon us. This man has balls of steel. He did throw some dimes. He threw mm. some dimes when it mattered. Oh yeah, there he is. There he is. Oh, testicle look at that. sack is now so large, he has to wear a huge hoodie upside down <laughs> instead of trousers. <laughs> this man can barely break the huddle. His balls are so big. His balls are so Let's oh. fucking go, squad. God, I've never been so happy over something so mediocre before. I like mm-hmm. when you're happy. I don't like when you're sad. That, that's good. I have to tell you, when the Steelers are eliminated from the playoffs, which doesn't happen often, but it does happen, I am absolutely lost. Yeah. What well, do you do when your team's out of it in week 15? Right. So you're saying you're more sad if they don't make the playoffs. Yeah, because I know I'm still going to watch the final three games. All season long, I've been sweating watching meaningless football, and I'm so happy that I won't have to do it. But now yeah. you're watching. Now every game's meaningful. That's what I mean. You're no like, matter what. Even if they don't make the playoffs, all 17 games that they played this season were meaningful, and that means something to me. Right. Do, oh, my God. What? It feels like yesterday when you Steelers beat the Bengals and like Conrad was like running around this office. Oh yeah, that was week one. That was week one. Yeah. I it goes know. So fast. That it, was during the academy. Yeah. Yeah. Time just fucking flies. Time does fly. Wow. Time does fly. It's 2023, boys. What are the goals for 2023? Oh. Well, make money. Health. <laughs> <laughs> go, go, Jim. I'm off to a good start. I, I made 5K last night. I might just 
call it a win for I, the year. I think I think you just. <sighs> no uh, I want thirteen dollars in December thirty first. I'm pretty sure Henry just came up with the the fuckboy mantra of 2023. <laughs> Make money, go gym, go gym, health, health. health. <laughs> That's it. Uh, more bitches, more money. <laughs> so I I I found myself on. First of all, I didn't do anything for New Year's Eve for the second year in a row. And it's I, glorious, isn't it? I don't know. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I was on the couch with them, and I was like, I can get behind doing nothing. And no, no, no. You PM, should leave. You're too young. 7 p.m. rolled around, and I was like, hang on a fucking minute. I'm in Vegas. <laughs> right, yeah. For the first time ever in my life on New Year's Eve, I'm That's really good. Like, right? I'm going to yeah. stay on a couch? Yeah. Like, after, after you've been no. here for 14 years, it's it's a little different. No, no, no. Oh, I mean, to be fair, when I was 27, uh, I was also in Vegas, and we had a fucking sky suite at Palms in the middle of rain. You're 27? <laughs> What's up? Twenty. What are you saying, old man? Twenty-seven or twenty-eight? Yeah, I am old man. Uh, yeah, no. no. Oh, if I was twenty-seven, I would be. I would be at the club. At the club. <laughs> at the club. Yeah, we got. Uh, we, Blacked out. I think we had like twenty people. We rented out a sky suite at Rain oh, Nightclub at Palms. Bottle girl. It was. It was way, way too extra. Yeah, just, I, I would never do that. Just a terrible fucking night. Just mm-hmm. refused to spend money on. I had a good time. I remember the first I remember. time I went to the Wynn, uh, the swimming pool at the Wynn, mm. quite literally ordered four bottles of uh, Fiji. Yeah. And 50 bucks. I want to say a gin and Each. tonic for a friend. Yeah, 50 bucks. And she just brings over a $90 bill, yeah, uh, a $90 tab. I'm like, excuse you. <laughs> How much? <laughs> yeah, it's just never. never Take it back. Never, I'll drink the pool water. Yeah, never, never going to spend money on uh, bottle service. Just Bro, never. you're. you're- <laughs> You're a fuckboy in training, man. You got to figure out the ways of the world. You know, you got to get a host. You got to get a guy who hooks you up, you know? Dude, I don't think I want to... Cut the lines. I don't want to get laid by women that are interested in, in that kind of life. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm not attracted to that. I, I'm 100% with you. You're also in the wrong city. Like, if I've learned anything, you're just in the wrong city. <laughs> Why? Because that's Why? what women in this city are Why? attracted to. Oh, okay. So, you, I, I see what you mean. Yeah. Right. He's got it's, it now. It's a transactional city. And that's no yeah. slight against Las Vegas. You know what you're getting yourself into whenever you make this uh, a part-time a or permanent choice. rent. So, you're telling me they're not looking for love? Maybe they are. But, Doing the uh, love in these streets, they, they might be looking for love, but they you, you better be goddamn sure you can support their habits. Damn, Daniel. <laughs> you better be earning at least 300K. That's right. If you're gonna be driving around in Dean Egg's Tesla, you better be mm. you better be rocking it, kid. It's mine now. It's not yep. his anymore. It is mine now. Uh, I find myself on New Year's Eve. I think I was talking to you a little bit about this in the car. Where uh, this year, particularly, and I don't know why. Maybe it's just because I'm paying a little bit closer attention to social media. But uh, this year, in particular, my timeline was just absolutely flooded with uh, goals for 2023. Oh yeah, uh, and. You know, I probably am like more active in the the poker social media sphere than I have been in years past. Mm, I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> but I I find it to be fascinating because my mind doesn't work this way. But I understand that a lot of people do. Like I understand a lot of people are linear thinkers. They're um, they they kind of want to progress step by step, and it's very important to have milestones or goals set along the way that they can kind of check off. Uh, I don't know if any of you are like this, but I, I've I've heard a lot of people tell me that for them they enjoy making to do list simple simply to put the check mark next to the things yeah. that they accomplish. Yeah. Mm. That makes sense. You may, it feels like you've done something productive. Right. Yeah, I don't personally operate that way, and I find uh, goal oriented thinking to be quite problematic in arenas that like you actually give a shit about or 
that you're heavily invested in, right? So if you're talking about career, relationships, um, you know, gym, things of that nature, uh, e- even landed, let's fucking go. I forgot to mention this. Penguins are playing the uh, Winter Classic right now. They just jumped out to a 1-0 lead. Uh, oh, you oh, did, you oh, did you what Brian did during the yeah. Pirates game. Oh. Go, baby, go! Go, oh. baby, go! I'm watching the Pirate game, and, and it, uh, someone hits a home run, oh, and I hey. get excited. He, he, he jumps you, down my goddamn throat. Now, fast you, forward six months later, you he's hold the fuck on. same thing. You hold the fuck on. Except down bad sport like hockey. No, you nice. hold the fuck on. The Penguins, the penguins are one just of... Just kidding. I, like I mean... They're they're not great this year. They're they're struggling to be a mid tier team, but they're one of the best franchises in all of the NHL. Number one, number two, the Winter Classic is an annual spectacle, not some goddamn game well, one sixty. 160- that's just like your opinion, man. Yeah, I was gonna say that sounds pretty unfair. <laughs> no, it's not. It's it's like uh, I don't I don't know what to call it. It's 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 an event. It is a one off game. So you you can just just randomly scream at the at, <laughs> yeah. the, at the. He's gonna monitor. scream when it's two no. zero. When you no. were telling us that's not. What I was gonna mention the Winter Classic anyway, uh, and you were never gonna mention the Pirates. I, I mentioned the Pirates every game. <laughs> what are you talking about during this? This season. is the Pirates. My podcast. apologies. Let me correct that. You were. By not, the way, did you see that picture they got? You were not <laughs> meant to mention the Pirates. <laughs> My apologies. Uh, Back um, to the Steelers. No one loves. I love how happy you are right now. Brian's so happy right I now. I am. Uh, uh, of course, I'm happy. The, the Penguins are winning. <laughs> uh, so when it comes to like going and thinking and uh, kind of like deriving or planning out your your next year, I've always found this to be a bit problematic, and I kind of leaned a little bit into the mindset of like. January 1st is fucking arbitrary. Like, mm, very. And uh, I, I think I, I took that approach to uh, New Year's Eve as well, where it's like, now I'm like, I'm too old to go out. I, I don't really care to do this. Honestly, I wish I would have tagged along with you because I know the strip is a shit show on New Year's Eve. And if nothing else, it's like the best people watching spectacle of all time. It's like hanging out with Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, this place is just absolutely batshit crazy. Yeah. 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 I, I would, I've never seen 70 security guards escort a single person out of the casino <laughs> before. And I, like, I felt like they were all going to gangbang him outside. Oh, I don't man. know what he did. I think your definition of gangbang is different than ours. Oh, okay. What's your... Ours is a sexual term. Oh, no. Gangbang is when like yeah. you get jumped by like a You just group get fought. Yeah. Right, right, yeah, yeah. No, it was, abs- it was amazing. It's absolutely spectacular. It's just, yeah, great. And then we somehow ended up getting into some like private rooftop um party at Veer to watch the fireworks show. Oh yeah. Yeah. The fireworks display is amazing. It was mm-hmm. insane. Yeah. Um wouldn't do it again, but sure, but you know, experience worth, it once. Worth the experience. So uh I think I've come around a little bit on the arbitrary nature of it. Uh for a few reasons. Number one, I i did always use like the new year as sort of a reset to to kind of like take inventory, mm. figure out what the fuck is going wrong. Uh, figure out areas that you can improve. And in the past, when I was a much more optimistic young man like Mr. Tice, mm. and I thought that the world was my oyster and I was going to conquer it all, uh, I spent a lot of time like creating vision boards, uh, you know, trying to really map out my process. So, like for me personally, the idea behind a vision board wasn't to create some sort of tangible goal. It was more so to create like a visual manifestation of what my process actually looks like. Right, like. Um, I love these things. Uh, Wait But Why has a poster that is, uh, I can't remember how many boxes, but it represents the average lifespan. 
So there's a box for every day that you're alive and like you literally just, or every week that you're alive, something like that. And you literally just check this box. I love those visual representations of something that's like too big to quantify. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so like I use vision boards in that regard. But what I, what I realized, I guess, is that it's so fluffy, right? It's just, uh, it's just what you aspire to, but it's, uh, it's not what's real kind of, well, it could be, but the thing is, is if you're not checking in with it periodically, then it just becomes like this thing. It slips away. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like, I think these exercises are very important and I don't, I don't fault anybody for uh, using New Year's Eve or New Year's Day as like a, a point of reflection or even a point to look forward and like start to set goals. I thought Huberman put out a good tweet where he said, uh, January 1 needn't be just another day. Our brain can segment time in many ways. Uh, only some are constrained by biology. Designing a calendar date and a starting place to achieve behavioral and or psychological change is entirely legitimate. If you want to change, set it and get it. Uh, th this happens a lot throughout the year too. Like how often do we start or say that we'll, we'll start something new on Monday? New on Monday, beginning right? of the month. Yeah, the beginning of the month. A lot of people do that, yeah. We, we just gravitate towards, it, call it arbitrary <clears throat> or not, we still gravitate towards niceness, neatness. You yeah, know what I mean? It's, like, it's how the human brain works. Yeah, right? round it's, numbers right, and, yeah. and things of yeah. that nature. So that, that was smoking. You smoked? I used to, you know I used to smoke. I didn't realize that. Okay, right, no worries. I mean, no, it's fine. <laughs> I'm like, sure you told me, but it... It's, yeah, yeah, it's, but yeah, it was always it's just... It's just so it was, not you now, that's it's oh, jarring. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It, but it was always just like, okay, I'm going to quit tomorrow. Yeah, it's like, what, like this like last cigarette, we'll call it a day it, tomorrow. I think it's also like the humans are the procrastinators in like naturally right. too. So it's just like, oh, I was like, I'm going to do this, but... I can wait another day or two. It's like, well, yeah. the, the start of something is about to come up. So let me just procrastinate till that yeah. set moment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Starting is also so difficult. Right. So it's like, or, or quitting, whatever. Quitting start. Yeah. Whatever Changing. it is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, initiating whatever your, your change is, right. is always well, like so difficult. So yeah, having a set date is pretty good. Yeah. That's why habits take like three weeks to form, like 21 days <clears throat> of continually doing the same thing for something to start becoming your new normal. And it's hard to get to that three-week period where you do the same thing over and over again or not doing the same thing, right. call it smoking, call it alcohol, call it whatever yeah. you want. So building the habits takes longer than it does to, uh, to make them not be part of your life anymore. Mm -hmm. So in grinding Twitter and seeing all of, uh, all of this New Year resolution type posting and, and reflection, uh, came across Landon's mm, hello. final... Product of it. 2022. Yeah, I was gonna say it's the final no product towel. of 2022. No so towel. So disappointed. Here, go put this on. Yeah, yeah. Actually, if you could take the towel pick, if you could, <laughs> maybe uh, maybe end of this year. Take the towel pick in a terrible in towel. A terrible towel. That would be great. Now yeah. we're fucking talking. Mm -hmm. It's crazy, man. Like looking back as to looking good, kid. Thank you. You, you look good, cuz. You, you look. You know, you, you look good. You don't cause. you don't look good, cuz. Yeah. Um. It happens a lot faster than you think. And even now, people be like, oh, so like, what's the plan now? Is it over? It's like, no, it only, it only just, just started because now mm -hmm. it's trying to build towards the long-term goal. It's just a snapshot in time. Of yeah, exactly. What of what a year can do, you know? And I don't remember, I mean, I remember the person I, I was last year, of course, but it doesn't feel real. Because Long haired Landon. you're you, you know, when you're always you, you live with yourself the entire time and you don't get to see things from an outsider perspective. 
But every couple months going home for MTTs in Florida, and my mom would look at me and say, hey, like you look a lot different now. I think she's lying. But then having the accountability in yourself when it comes like taking pictures and whatever and looking back, realizing, whoa, okay, that's different. I have less weight here. I have, mm -hmm. uh, I'm stronger and look more vascular or whatever. But now it's, it's an addicting kind of process where there's no real end goal, but it's just a matter of either getting to where you want to be or then maintaining that because you can't maintain something when it comes to like a physique or like muscle. Uh, do it like once you get to a certain point, do nothing, it goes away. Yeah. Right. So you're always at a point of either trying to maintain, trying to bulk and trying to cut. So now I'm in this in between of putting weight back on the right way, which is a little bit sad, at least for me now, because you don't you look just eat as whatever you want. You, well, you, you kind of can, but I don't. Yeah. Like you, there's, if you put on too much weight too fast, like you'll gain more fat right. than, than yeah. you'd really want to. Um, but I liked being, or trying to become as lean as possible. Like trying to, I wanted to spend a full year cutting off everything. Like what's the lowest percent of body fat I can get to in a year's time. And then you get to a certain point it's like, okay, now you just look like really, really skinny. And now you have to put weight back on to get to a certain end goal. And it's just about following that process, which is really fun to me now. And that's the, it's still like the one thing that's, and my priority list, like what's the most important thing to me? Mm -hmm. uh, fitness, health, gym, for sure. Poker is still like a very high up there in my list of things that I care about. But now I make an excuse to go to the gym, not to not go to the gym. And the same thing for poker, where now I need to find reasons to play poker again versus just cutting out of my life completely. Like we were talking about with living life in blocks, where you're trying to slowly put the blocks that you want to have in your life on a daily basis. So now it's like poker, gym, podcast. Snowboarding. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> the I think I think I think this year will be uh, an eye-opening one for you. It's gonna, yeah, uh, it's gonna be a fun <laughs> one for him. What, for sure. what, yeah, like, and you went through this already with poker, so hopefully uh, this won't be shocking news to you. But uh, a lot of people find success in getting started when it comes to like fitness and nutrition because of just massive beginner gains right and secondarily you can also just have relative consistent success if you are genetically gifted or uh you just show a fair amount of discipline in showing up and uh being mindful of what you eat so you don't need a deep understanding to necessarily achieve the goals that you want right however uh when you are prioritizing it the way that you are like you're you're prioritizing it in a way where it's almost becoming your job in a sense of like what a bodybuilder would be doing that is going to either require like uh, a very intelligent and talented coach or you doing a lot of your own research and weeding out uh the the noise for the signal which is a very challenging process one that you know personally i spent many many parts of uh two decades trying to uh figure out on my own and i certainly don't consider myself an expert by any stretch of the imagination now um so the reason why i'm framing it this way is because i keep hearing you reiterate that this is your absolute number one priority and i just keep thinking about how uh even when i was a collegiate athlete and all i cared about was trying to make it to the show 
uh, I was still splitting my time between being a kid and following a dream. And, you know, that was it. I didn't have anything else on my plate, right? So I only had to juggle really two things. It was, it was figuring out my social life and doing everything imaginable to try to make it in, uh, in, in this path that I was drawing dead at. For you, it's been... <laughs> that sounds really sad, man. Well, I'm mean, uh, sorry. You know, it's just it's reality. reality. Yeah. Uh, but for you, it's very different. You're already well accomplished in, uh, in your career field. And when I say well accomplished, I mean relative to the field of everybody, not relative to the field of your peers necessarily. You have yeah, a yeah. long, long way to go to get to where you actually want to be in poker. Yeah. And uh, I think what's really important to understand as you start to dig into this is that the, the fitness nutrition, it's a lifelong process. So it can't always be your number one priority. And at some point, you have to just trust the fact that you can default a big chunk of it. Like, you know how to eat now. You, you know how to show up. Yeah. Those two things in and of themselves are like 80% of the battle. Yeah, it's a lot. And can very easily just be defaulted. They don't need to be prioritized any longer, right? Uh, I think you're missing the point, though. Sorry to say. Like, no, I, I think it comes down to where his obsession for the gym comes from. Mm. Like, for a lot of people... You know, it just comes down to, oh, you know, my friends go to the gym or I'm at college and I like, you know, there are girls, this and the other. But I feel like with, with Landon, it's like, a, it's, it's a lot deeper than that. You know, like we've spoken about his relationship with himself, you know, a year ago, two years ago. And there seems, it seems to be like a pretty dark place. Mm. So I think when you have that like hatred for yourself at one point in your life, and it is hatred, because I, I mean, I've experienced it personally. You, you just, you're so fueled by the hatred that you had for your past self that it just becomes your number one priority, whatever it is. Yeah. So I mean, I, I can't say that I relate to that, but I can understand it. Until he overcomes that. Right. I, and I don't want to speak on, on like his, right. his behalf, but I feel like until, until the, the goalpost moves as to like what your reason for doing it is, as long as it's fueled by hatred, it will always just be as obsessive as it is. Yeah. Until it shifts to, okay, I'm no longer... The fat kid right, i've done right. well to get myself out of that i no longer identify as that now i'm just a healthy young man you know going through life now i can shift my focus onto something else yeah it comes with a lot of sacrifice yeah i mean at least for me and like my perspective as to what i want to gain out of the whole like fitness type thing because i know that these things in my life change and i'm sure this year it's maybe well, it's going to change differently. We're now, I'm a lot more motivated to play poker again. And I still played a lot volume-wise last year. Um, but it's a lot more intentional now where I know like how I want to spend my time and where I want to go with it. And then fitness is going to shift under that in some ways. But they don't need to be mutually exclusive, right? Because before going to a tournament and day two restarts at 12, you can go to the gym in the morning. You yeah, I think, I think what Henry's saying, though, is, is valid in the sense that if you can't keep a hyper focus on multiple things at once, then you're always just going to be uh, kind of like riding the dragon when it comes to successes and failures, right? So if you have to put poker on the back burner in order to be in good shape, then you're going to suffer in your career. Yeah. If you have to put being in shape on the back burner in order to excel at poker, then you're going to suffer, uh, you know, either mentally emotionally uh you know whatever like uh, how you view yourself whatever basically it's like having to deal with those regressions because uh you haven't worked something out to where they can both just be an important staple in your life is is a big challenge but th this this is part of being young yeah right like trying to figure out how to juggle all these things at once and be like that's the other thing is like you're a high achiever 
right? So it's like you're trying to figure out how to juggle a bunch of things at once that you are above average at. Yeah. And that's sounds like a, a good problem to have, but you know, for for a lot of people, they just discard the things that they aren't very good at. And they're able to like kind of hone in on whatever their particular skills are. And, you know, maybe sometimes that, that leaves them uh with a more basic life and maybe they aspire to a little bit less, but uh in general it also keeps things pretty clean you know yeah yeah i know what you mean like when it comes down to it in like very like minimal sentences i want to become as like i just like like aesthetically pleasing to myself as possible as well as making poker my priority sure. and then also kind of being uh involved like there's just there's more to life than individual things, but the individual things makes you make you who you are, you know. So it's weird because like I want to be good at the gym, I want to be good at poker, I want to do the podcast, I want to do stuff for Solve for Why, I want to have a social life, I want to have all of these things. But having them all be in your life at the same time, you can't have them all at a hundred on a scale from zero to a hundred. Yeah, I think that's a really good way of framing it. Is if like you were giving a hundred attribute points to all of these things, how would you divvy them up? Yeah, I think that's a good, call it, practice to do. And I also have to do that for myself and then see where they go. It's like, okay, what's important to you? You have 100 points. Where, where do you allocate those points? Yo, you're right, though. He is full of shit. <laughs> yeah. He's so full of shit. Yeah, like, I think it was yesterday. Uh, he sends me this website, and he's just like completely like freaking out. Oh, yeah. Fuck that. Man. Because this website takes your like height, weight, uh and uh like one rep max or 10 rep max whatever and you can program it into like all these different lifts okay so like bench press deadlift dumbbell press all these things and you can basically put in like i can do x amount of weight for y amount of reps and then it'll tell you what your expected one one rep max is and then it'll tell you where you fall on a scale from uh beginner to advanced and he's coming up like intermediate in a bunch of things. I'm two stars out of five. I don't want to mm. cry. He's just like losing it. <laughs> like, it's like you've only been in the gym. You've only been doing this for a year. And the like, irony is like he asked yeah. me like, so I did a few. Uh, I did a few of them. And I was like, yeah, I'm like intermediate in most things. Like uh, I'm like three, three out of five stars in like most of the lifts. And he's like, no fucking way. And, and I'm like, no, like. I, he's like, how? There's no way, like, uh, if you take the average guy that you're only, you know, uh, the, the dead center of, I like, I don't think strength. it's taking the average guy. Correct. It's taking the average person, person who, who trains. trains. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. there are people who are really fucking elite at this. Right. It's it, like, I don't need to be a four or five star at bench pressing yeah. because I'm not fucking competing. Yeah. Well, it's not about competing. It's like, I don't want to be below, not even, like, below average, right? Because that's not really the point. But I know, I don't want to see what my... I want to get to my genetic potential. That's basically what it is. I want to see how strong I can fucking get. Yeah. So being where I'm at now is motivating to me enough to be like, okay, where is where can I push these scales of being as lean as possible while being as strong as I can? Those two things contradict each other. That, right. Th these are these are. There's an I'm not. I can't be both. Right. Right. There's just like so many things that you don't understand yet. Right. Like you just don't understand the processes of uh, increasing. Again, it's the attribute distribution. Right. Like you can't be. 
You can't be the strongest man on earth with the lowest body fat of percentage not. and you <laughs> right, know, the leanest I look. And be, unless you're liver king. <laughs> no, then that's, yeah. even then. I, I want to reach, I, I need to find out what my precipice is for leanness of like where I want to be at like a resting rate and how strong that makes me. Yeah. Right, because right now I'm nowhere near as lean as I can be and as strong as I can be. Well, I'll tell you this, unless you plan on uh, becoming a professional athlete at some point in the next 10 years, I can almost guarantee you will sacrifice strength for aesthetics 100% of the way through. Oh, wait, obviously. Okay, so what the but fuck? But I still want to be why strong. Are we, why are we wasting time on how much can you deadlift? Because there's a you difference. You don't even know how to deadlift yet. There's a difference between being 190 and lean and 220 and lean. Uh, sure, sure. That's the difference. Yeah. Like, I'm skinny as fuck now. Yeah, that's true. I want to be bigger and not skinny. Skinny yeah. boy. I have to, this is why I have to gain weight now, and I'm going to go through all of the best advice I can give you. Best advice I can give you is play more poker and pay people to make these decisions for you. What do you mean, pay people? Pay people to do what? You pay someone. You pay a trainer. You say, "Hey, I want to be 220 and lean, and right now I'm 185 and lean." He'll say, "Okay, here's your diet. Here's your program." Facts. Yeah, that's that's good advice. Isn't he already doing that? Kind of. Uh, he's <laughs> not taking advantage of it, mm. but yeah. Wait. So you? We have to dunk first, by the way. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, I, I fucked my knee up. I'm not oh, shell, my okay. knee. Oh, my no. Knee I did fuck my knee. Yeah, he actually did. He actually what? did. Like, I actually did. I'm then sure it's come did. to his defense. But. Listen, I fucked my knee up getting out of the, getting off the couch. So. <laughs> Knees X. <laughs> so, so you want to, you prefer being aesthetically pleasing over strength? 100%. 1,000%. Me too. Wow, you guys are interesting characters. I mean, I was happy to be Specimens. strong when I was in college, but now I just want to look at what, naked. Why do, I, why do I want to be strong for? What do you mean, why do you want to be strong? No, like, no, 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 stop. stop. You, you're, you're diluting it. You, you can still be strong still and be aesthetically strong. pleasing. Right. You just can't be as powerful or strong as if you didn't care about aesthetics. Like, if you look at the world's strongest men, they're walking around like 20%, maybe, maybe even more. Right, because they just have to have. They're like football linemen. They just have to have mass. Like the guys like the that mountain. win like Iron Man yeah, the, challenges. Yeah, yeah like, like, like the mountain. Yeah. No, 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 not Iron Man. No, not Iron Man. Iron Man run hundred. Strong men. Strong men. What was that? Strong, strong man. Strong man. Uh, like the people uh, that lift like three hundred pounds over their head. And yeah, yeah, yeah. The guys strong like throwing man. kegs. Oh, he he and wasn't like, there at the gym when yeah. the the world's strongest man came. Oh in. my like, god! How did we not tell this story? Doing rep curls with the bro. This is insane. Oh my gosh, absolutely <laughs> fucking based. Yes, go on. This is insane. <laughs> yes, so we're, yes. We're we're at Anytime Fitness in Tahoe. <laughs> of and course. Landon is uh, doing bench press for the fifth day in a row. Stop. <laughs> Stop embellishing. Fourth day in a row. Sorry, he skipped the first uh, day. No. Yeah, he took a nap. I'm not stupid. He took a fucking nap when we all went to the gym. We don't were all, we were all putting in that work. Don't let him gaslight. Uh, so he's he's doing he's doing incline press, and this huge guy. He's probably like 300 pounds. Uh, just, you know, looks like a slob of a human. I was like, what is this? You know, he's in like Birkenstock sandals and shit, shorts. It's like, you know, 22 degrees outside. Like, what is this human doing in, uh, in the gym even, let alone, uh, in our space? And he like walks behind Landon as he's finishing his set. And I'm like looking from the side as, as it's happening, like, oh, is Landon struggling? You know, is he not going to get this one in? Uh, and as he's like going to rack, the guy like, you know, spots him or whatever. I'm like, hmm, okay. And I see Landon just go, I got it. I got it. And I'm like, oh, okay. You saw this happen? Yeah. I didn't know you saw it happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Landon like walks over. I clearly fucking had it. 
Oh. I clearly fucking had it. Dude, no, this is so not, not the point of the story. story. Fucking story. hell, man. Take a day off. Take, Take a, a day, day off. off. It was Jeez. brutal. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, so was, I've never had that happen to me. Before. So he like the guy like kind of wanders out. There's multiple rooms here. He wanders out of the other room where Henry's at. And Landon comes rushing over to me, takes his earbuds out, uh, which now I know it's serious because he loves nothing more than ignoring everybody. Uh, comes rushing over. He's dude, this fucking guy comes over to me and I think it's you like trying to spot me and I'm like I got it I got it and he's like he's like the cartel is here <laughs> yeah that's what he told me he's whispered that to me he goes, yeah, he whispers that like he's protecting us from the cartel <laughs> yep oh my god so then Henry's like texting the group he's like yo I think this guy's like fucking drunk and we're like what's going on so I kind of like wander out meander where where Henry's at and this guy's going I'm here to protect you. I'm going to protect America because I'm the world's strongest man. He picks up 100 pound dumbbells and just starts fucking firing them up. (laughs) 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 Like, that's actually pretty fucking impressive. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. It was fair play. Uh, But it it kind of like devolved from there. So it was evening-ish, 8, 8.30, maybe 9 o'clock, whatever. Uh, It's a 24-hour key gym. So you kind of just like use your key to get in and out. This guy keeps walking in and out and he has like a tote bag with him. Nobody has any idea what's going on, but it's like, he's, it's clear he's very drunk. And you know, you, you grew up around my family and I, I've dealt with some mm-hmm. drunks. Yeah. This right. guy is for sure fucking harmless as best I can tell. Okay. But he's making people very uncomfortable. And uh, there's probably like 10 people in the gym and I would say like five of them are women. Mm-hmm. So... I think we're all kind of just like keeping a, a watchful eye on him. We're trying to run interference where we can. But then he starts doing this weird shit where uh, they have they have like three bathrooms in a row, but they're single like the single person bathrooms. So you walk in, lock the door type of bathroom. Yeah. And they each have showers behind like a, a, a f- uh, like a faux wall. So if you walk in, you just see the wall and behind it is the shower, right? So I noticed this guy's like meandering around the bathrooms a bunch. I walk in to take a piss and for whatever reason, like my instinct just said, like, before you do anything, peek around into the shower. So like I peek around into the shower, like he's not there. Everything's clear. And I I take a piss. But even the fact that I had to think of that made me realize like this guy's making me uncomfortable at this point. Right. So now the gym starts to clear out and it's like just Melissa and these two other girls and another guy alongside us. And Henry goes in the back, at, like, we're wrapping up our workout. I was like, I think we should stay here. Uh, I was like, I think we should stay until, like, at least the women leave. Yeah. Right? Melissa's obviously coming with us, but, like, this other woman who's here, she has no idea what the fuck is going on. And, you know, she hasn't been here the whole time, so she probably doesn't know he's as bad as he is. But while this is happening, he just, like, keeps going inside the bathroom and leaving the door, like, partially cracked. So he, like, walks in and closes it. And then he like reopens it so that it looks like nobody's in there kind of thing. And I go to Melissa. I'm like, I think he's like hoping that we leave and like Venus fly traps a woman in the, in the bathroom, you know, like, like I don't know what's going on, but yeah. like this, this isn't adding up anymore. So I was like, I think we should just like stay until uh, the gym is kind of clear. And Henry's like, all right, I'm going to go in the back and like kind of shadow box a little bit. So he's in the mirror shadow boxing. <laughs> and I just hear, I just hear you want to fucking go mate. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I had been incredibly patient with this guy. Like he he was firstly way too close for comfort with everyone. Like he he was like standing in a spot where in any form of mixed martial arts, like you just don't give someone that space, especially right. when they're coming off. Maybe not in a threatening way, but he knew very well 
exactly what he was doing and the kind mm -hmm. of vibe like the things that he was saying to us he's like guys you need to be lifting like a hundred pounds minimum if you want to protect america and then he was like eyeballing like some mexican people like just super racist just looking for trouble kind of thing comes over and starts like throwing punches at me in the mirror like shadow boxing with me and this was like two hours into him just being there yeah i was like fuck this guy if i was 19 i would have kicked his head in already <laughs> I was just like, I was just like, get out, man. I was just Take like, him outside and gangbang him. I was just like, get out of the gym. Like you were literally, you just interfering with everyone's workout, and now you're like throwing punches. You're way too close for comfort. Get out. He's like yelling at him, and the guy, the guy obviously walks away. Again, I think he was pretty harmless. He wasn't looking for for uh, to to be confronted. But uh, as as the guy's like walking away, Henry's kind of like trailing behind him or whatever, and he's yelling at him, and then he finally stops, and I just hear him go, "Dickhead." <laughs> Dickhead. Absolute dickhead. <laughs> like, this is I, great. I was in a mood as well. I was in like a fighting mood. I, I wanted to fight him, but you know. So. It's, good, it's good you didn't. Uh, but the, the end result ended up being that like he just kept lingering. And yeah. uh, Melissa like started to feel uncomfortable enough to where she called the local police. Uh, well, and they, I mean, they came they, in. Yeah. That's probably good. Who knows what happens, but. It's uh, just like you guys can't stay there forever. Right. The thing right? is, he has a key, like, so he just keeps coming in and out of yeah. the gym. And there's like, there's no, so like, there's no actual workers there, right? Correct. Because After just, six o'clock, right. the, yeah, yeah, it just becomes an yeah. open gym. Yeah, that's problematic. Yeah. So it was, uh, they, they do have these like, <laughs> they have these uh, like call buttons where there's like eight of them lined up on the wall, and it's just a note that says, if you have any trouble, press this button and it'll call the sheriff. So uh, as we're getting ready to leave or whatever, right before Melissa decides to call the police, uh, this, this younger kid walks in. He's probably in his like mid to late 20s, uh, not, not very big in stature, maybe like 5'8"-ish. And I was like, hey, man, just so you know, like there's this drunk guy here. Everything I can tell, he's like harmless, but he's like very much in everybody's personal space and is kind of like roaming around, popping in and out of the bathrooms and shit like that. And the kid goes, are you leaving? <laughs> i'm like totally yeah yeah me. we've we've been here for a while like we're, we're gonna wrap yeah. up he's like oh fuck man i go well like if you get really concerned like you can just press that button and the, and the police will come he goes okay thanks man i <laughs> i really appreciate that <laughs> i'm like jesus man like uh i didn't realize so wild how like i mean i guess i understand it like but uh it's i'm the world we live in now yeah but like yeah. I, people just like you know you deal with like you see stuff, shit like this all the time, man. It's rare, but like, you know, somebody but, goes but crazy and does something that like... Imagine being a dude, though. Like, we're, there's like three of us, we're dudes. Imagine yeah. being Melissa. Right. Yeah, yeah, yes, like, of course. Five of course. foot one. Right. 60 pounds. Yeah. Muscle mommy. Yeah. Muscle mommy. <laughs> I, I don't know what the yeah. pound to kilo conversion is, so I assume she's like 45 kilos or something. Yeah, 45 kilo right. muscle mommy who's like that tall. Like Frodo's taller than her. <laughs> um, Bilbo Baggins look alike. But yeah, no, imagine. And then you just got this like 340 pound Very guy. Who, if yes, if he course. grabs a hold of you, like you, there's not, what are you going to fucking yeah, do? Yeah, I think right. I have a warped perspective because uh, even just like having watched him throw a punch, uh, I just immediately dismissed him as, as like there was, a punch, there was a punching bag and like but he, he's not trying to be a fighter though no no like, i understand, I understand. To do with it. like his grip strength i guarantee you, the fact that he can he can do five reps in each hat arm for yeah. 100 pounds his grip strength good luck trying to pull him off you if he grabs hold of you yeah i i get it i totally understand what you're saying everything you're saying is completely valid and i'm not trying to dismiss that especially not when it comes to like uh melissa and everything else but uh i'm not a confrontational person i don't think i'm a very good fighter and i'm not looking for one i would have had no fear of this man that's, whatsoever that's not true matt was just 
but uh, again, it's it, it comes from like where we grew up. Like I'm used to being in these 24 hour gyms with a bunch of fucking guys who sometimes wander in blacked out and like that's normal to you. I mean, like thinking back to the Iron Pit days. Uh, not yeah. that people were coming in drunk or anything like that, but you remember Gino? Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, you know, right. he goes over dizzies, has a few, and then comes down and bench presses for a couple <laughs> hours. It's like, it's just like the, they're also like, tame and timid. Yeah. Like when I drink, like the last place I want to be is the gym. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Of course. I mean, to be fair, this guy wasn't trying to break a sweat. No, he just tried to flex. Like he was literally just went there to flex on Henry. He was yeah. flexing hard, man. Yeah. He, he, was he was really hard. trying to make Henry feel bad about his new year. It's, yeah. It's scary, dude. It right. was, I mean, Corey was at when Corey had a layover. He was in Mall of America when that stuff happened. Yeah, that was wild. Yeah, uh, probably the closest anybody I know has been to a mass shooting. It I was. Think. It wasn't a mass shooting. Well, it was like a. It was a shooting. It was a shooting. He didn't with, know. He didn't know what it right, was. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, but it was a one v one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a, but no, it was a one v one. Guy pulls out a gun. The other guy's dead. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's, that's why I didn't want to mess with this. Precisely guy. what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Ridiculous. But ridiculous it is ridiculous but it's the culture we live in these days uh shifting back a little bit so we can kind of put a button on this what uh what are you guys looking forward to next year what what do you look back on and i don't i don't want to say regret but you know what would you want to change regret no not regret like look back on basically <laughs> what uh, do you want to regret now for the year <laughs> well all right so like this is this is uh I, i'm kind of like framing this out of a little bit of I my don't process live my life in regret it's not about regret <laughs> it's about like acknowledging and uh I, I think taking ownership over like the the areas where you felt like oh you're talking about last year not for this year correct okay um a few years ago i came a, i came across an article written uh was it an article might have been a blog i don't know daniel pink wrote it uh where he was talking about failure resumes and it really resonated with me in the sense that uh, when I look at that process of vision boarding and looking ahead, what you realize is that uh, you've moved on. You've just moved on from the past year completely. Mm -hmm. And you've kind of buried anything and everything that would have been a character defining moment from the negative point of view. And I think that it's really important to take that moment, whether it's uh, December 31st or quarterly or even monthly, whatever the case may be, whether it's journaling or actually going through the rigid process of building a failure resume, I think it's really critical to kind of like look at the moments that stand out as um, kind of uh, being like uh, path altering. You know, I could have done something different here or I definitely fucked up here. Uh, I th There was some oversight in this, that or the other. Reflecting in that sort of manner to me is what really allows you to not just be better and more efficient moving forward, but uh, it's a humbling fucking process. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. Nobody wants to you, peel back that layer. It, it makes you realize where you f fell short and not that anything's going to change, but you, you like pinpoint that this happened and you fucked up to now hopefully have that not happen again. But as a human you try to do your best to mitigate that because you're never going to live a perfect life and have continual w's and nothing on a failure resume for a year yeah yeah that's that's for sure true uh, oh i can tell you how mine have evolved like let's, this start, is, with, let's start with you sure <laughs> uh i mean this is this is i think the fifth year that i've done this um and i would say the first four 
the entire thing was just built out of failures that I had in relationships, mm. right? Because interpersonal relationships are just very fucking hard. Like, you know, Landon was kind of talking about earlier, you don't get taught how to be an adult, so to speak, in school. You don't get taught how to pay your taxes, how to buy a car, how to get a license, et cetera. You don't. Uh, you also don't get taught how to be a very mindful and thoughtful individual when it comes to uh, the inner workings of a relationship and also how to both reciprocate and uh, demand certain expectations without alienating, right? <laughs> so there, there's just yeah. like, yeah, there's, there's a lot of stumbling and fumbling along the way. And if you never acknowledge it, if you, if you have the mindset of, well, I gave it my all in every relationship that you had, then you're basically saying that everyone that fails is somebody else's fault, mm. right? And it's like, Facts. oh, well, I lost a friend or I lost a significant other or uh, I, I don't speak to this family member anymore because they're unreasonable or they are unwilling to work on themselves or, you know. And, and the thing is, is uh, not to bring this back to the GTO conversation in poker, but it does apply in a theoretical sense where it doesn't matter what they do, right? It doesn't matter what you're they're... You're indifferent quote, as fuck. Yeah. You are indifferent, <laughs> so to speak, to their relationship strategy if you're actually putting in the work yourself. Because you'll influence what you need to influence. And if you don't, then you'll create some sort of uh, kind of... Yeah weeding out process so to speak right well if there's theory and everything right there has to be theory and communication and then if you know that someone's faulty somewhere you now have to node lock how to communicate correct correctly <laughs> in order to get the result that you want know. instead of having a dumpster fire i mean i was talking to henry about this in in tahoe uh, or actually we were talking about it on the drive home uh where i was saying he like had his headphones in on the drive home he did have his headphones I was you actually shopping. might not have heard this fucking conversation that's hilarious i was sleeping okay whatever <laughs> Go back to sleep, baby boy. <laughs> this is actually hilarious because we were talking about you specifically and you may not have heard this conversation. You he didn't hear it. I promise you he didn't hear it. Uh, if I was sleeping, I didn't hear it. If I have my headphones and I still didn't hear it. <laughs> we know. Uh, but I was basically saying that like, uh, when it comes to me communicating with Landon, uh, I know mm. that we can get we can get loud. And it's the same thing with you and I. Yeah. Like We can get loud mm -hmm. because uh, we've... I'm, I'm sure him coming from... Uh, a triplet scenario uh you know was just used to communicating that screaming way. is natural right and it's like me coming from an italian background yeah, yeah like that's <laughs> uh, it's it's the way of the people you know mm -hmm. it's like that's all i grew up around yeah. uh, you, you didn't yeah. you, you don't make better points you make louder points right exactly okay right. well that's why would you why would you it's so hard to make better <laughs> it's just so it's easier let's just not scream in loud yeah let's not refine somebody. the argument Man, let's so, just you're so talk right, louder Brian, fuck this makes you want to not scream anymore you're uh, so it's so much easier to scream yeah it's so much harder right. to be smarter I, I mean for me personally i think screaming is a sign of just like someone that isn't able to articulate their arguments in a it, it, it can be i think i think a lot of times it's a like, between that and the passion that yeah you i think it's just emotion you're mostly what do you I, mean i can't form an argument he says, I, I, think, yeah. I think we spend a lot of time feeling unheard and i think we spend a lot of time especially as poker players repressing emotion mm -hmm. so whenever you do have that comfort level around somebody who uh will know that this isn't malice and you're not trying to uh actually fight like onlookers when landon and i talk Think you guys like ready to blow, throw blows. Yeah, yeah, it makes other people uncomfortable. It doesn't I mean, make us uncomfortable. You can see though. it from the podcast stuff, You're too. Like, no, yeah. that's just right. how we talk. Right. This, yeah. This is just us having a conversation. Right, but like what I was saying, too, is that uh, I recognize Henry doesn't operate that way. So mm -hmm. I would just never raise my voice to him. Right. And in return, I would like be very 
caught off guard if he raised his voice to me i would be like oh you know i probably fucked up something or mm. uh, i definitely triggered that sort of response <laughs> that that's you know that's a byproduct of uh of having to do a lot of like introspection and because i wasn't obviously i was just by default loud yeah i would just yell at everybody and eventually, like you realize, you start to alienate <laughs> a bunch of people. Now you yell at some people. Right now, I only yell at some people. <laughs> Man, I wanted to kill you. Remember that one day at pickleball, and we were talking about lobs, and I wanted to kill you. Yeah, that was great. That was when we, I actually got mad at you. Man, that like ninety nine percent of the time, we have a, a, a loud screaming match. It's existentialism, where you're trying to make me realize things are more important than they are, or strategy and i think that i'm you know better, better than you yeah and <laughs> because you think you know everything i want to attack you the, those but are, most of the time i love you it, it, you know uh, what it, it's not that i think i know everything it's unfair because what happens is <laughs> no, it's true i'm just saying shit no no but what happens is when we have some sort of stra strategic discussion i probably brought it up so it's mm. like i already saw that you have a hole in something so like it's already a slanted argument right you're trying and to you're pinpoint that you're smarter than me well mm. you're just getting baited into something where like i know that you're actually failing and i'm trying to turn your eye or turn your attention to it but it turns into a dunk fest man because it feels it's a weird Matt always has the hidden agenda you know it's, no i'm just realizing this i, I don't i don't necessarily do, you, do it on purpose well, okay classic so aquarius how do you show <laughs> How do you show deference to somebody repeatedly in spots where you like know they're right without feeling like a type of way about it on a repeated scale, mm. right? If it comes to like, not even just pickleball, right? But call it a strategy thing or something of that nature where someone thinks that they have an insight to something that you might be lacking in, where you kind of have the role of like student, where you don't necessarily want to be like, oh, you're right. I should work on that. Like well, I, I over think, constant yeah, yeah. periods of time. I think I think it's just like <laughs> setting pride and ego aside, right? So the easiest way to do it is to find a scenario where uh, you demand to you, you demand reci I reciprocity. This. I hate this fucking this word. It's a grim word. Reciprocity. Yeah. So uh, you know, if you're talking about like you and I. And I do think that you do this, but you do it in a way that's so cringe that I don't give you the I don't give you the W. But like <laughs> you obviously have done infinitely more sim work than me, right? So uh, when you, like if I don't show you deference to your sim work, then you shouldn't show me deference to things that I feel like I'm confident in, right? But if I do constantly like if you find that I come to you and say like, what do you think about this spot? Like, what would the sim do here? Then that should trigger in your head like oh he defers to me in scenarios where uh he recognizes that i have more categor categorical knowledge than he does right yeah so then you reciprocate and that's why i said like with henry i would just like never raise my voice to him because he's never shown me anything other than respect when it comes to uh, like keeping a <laughs> calm tone right so it's like you just reciprocate you that's how relationships tend to work that's why i said you're indifferent to what other people do right even though lamana mostly communicates loudly if I never raised my voice to him, he'd probably never raise his voice to me anymore. Right. Mm. Also, I think maybe it, it comes <laughs> no. down to the student on... as well. Like, if the student, like, if you don't go to Berkey and like humbly admit that you're a beginner at something and be like, okay, show me how, because I've seen you firsthand. Like, someone will tell you something that like you're not doing it right, and instead of just being like, hey, fuck, you're right, man. I'm a complete novice to this. So I'm beginning to this. You always try and like find your way to justify your reasons for like not being good at it. If, you're, if you approach that stuff more humbly in everything, whatever it is, you'll, you'll find that your, your mentors 
have a lot more lenience and patience and like understanding towards your, your your pitfalls rather than coming in all guns blazing acting like you know everything there is to know i think the like this i agree i agree with you i agree with you <laughs> where i'm going with this is when we have conversations because matt call it matt nick chew and i have had conversations about many different things many different times I always have the feeling of if I don't defend my thought process or why I do something, I don't care enough. You know, does that make, does uh, that make yeah, sense? Yeah, I, I actually would defend your your side a lot. Like, I think Henry's right, but I also think, like, it's different for everybody. Right. Uh, I think, like, that piss and vinegar is what gets you interested in things. Because, mm. like, I saw it with the progression of, of, like, training and lifting. He was just resistant to any advice at first. I was like, right. go get a trainer. You don't know how to lift. And telling him he doesn't know how to lift, in spite of the fact that he's literally never fucking lifted, <laughs> somehow like rubbed him the wrong way. And he's like, I'll show you. And he's just in the garage, like looking like a monkey with the wrong weight on each side. Yeah, he's one <laughs> he's he's this one is, rep. This is, the, this is it. This is the embellishment. That's he's one rep maxing without a spot as well, yeah. bench pressing. I right. swear, if I ever see you do that in the gym again, I will be the yeah, one that insane. pushes the weights down onto you. No, For what it's worth, right. I tried it prior and I got it. So it wasn't the first time okay, I tried it. Okay, but you still tried it without a spot. Like, yeah. that's the whole point. But if I fail, I just slide the weight off but, and then move it. But the thing <laughs> is, is that uh, in, in putting himself through a little bit of pain, he then recognized that I was right. And though he didn't show deference immediately, from that point forward, the process then became a lot of questions, right? Of, okay, yeah. you've been doing this for 20 plus years. Like, how do I go about getting a trainer? What am I supposed to focus on, right? Like, uh, and that, that process has evolved. So... It is some patience in the try and fail mm -hmm. mechanism that, that like, like he wants to be humbled by the thing, not by a person. I yeah. think that's good. I mean, the thing is like the, I mean, this sounds cliche, but there's, there are two sides to every coin. You have your, your Kobe Bryant's who, you know, yeah. they don't mind going around and say, look, I'm the fucking goat, man. I'm the best of this shit. And then you have your Tim Ferriss's, your Andrew Huberman's who question everything, even though they have decades of experience on everyone else, they will still be at the feet of other people other mentors other experts asking them questions and just approaching you know whatever conversation it is that they're having even though they're probably qualified in giving experts uh, expert opinions they'll, they'll still be very humble about the opinions that they give and they'll ask questions and they're just curious to learn from other people yeah i i don't know if i don't know if it's a pure spectrum or if it's an evolution uh over time because like we don't know what huber minifers were like when they were younger necessarily sure. um but I know personally speaking, like I can only speak to my own experience. I was exactly like Landon as a kid and not even just as a kid, probably like well into my thirties mm. and the natural evolution of things was being humbled by enough processes yeah. to where you have to start to defer to people. And even if that deference is, uh, to, to people like a humor bin that you're able to kind of, uh, be adjacent to, you know, you're, you're just watching and learning from afar. It's not like you have day-to-day -day interactions with him. Uh, that in and of itself begins this humbling process of realizing like, oh, I don't know shit. Well, I mean, there's probably when it comes to a bunch of different call it, like situations and relationships with people, call it the peer-to-peer -peer relationships, call it mentor-peer, call it like, uh, let's just use those, yeah. right? When someone brings up a conversation to you, like, oh, like, what do you think about this hand? From And you see yourself as a peer where they see themselves as a mentor. And there's that in-between flip where they expect you to show deference and you expect to be on the same sort of playing field. There becomes an issue to where now you're trying to like fight, not fight, different word, but count, 
use your arguments to explain a situation under equal footing where in reality you're the one that's looking for help yeah, yeah. right yeah. so it's the weird in between of understanding where you are in a relationship because those are all going to be different and, and, fluid act, too. and act accordingly yeah, yeah. so sometimes where you're looking for deference somewhere from a peer uh they and they don't like and or they like from a mentor perspective right call it whatever you want you bring up the point in order to have a discussion versus just get an answer right yeah. it's like oh hey what do you think about this and then they say oh i don't like it it's bad right i'm i've never been the person to accept that without having a long-standing conversation yeah yeah, yeah. and right? i think that's good that is very good yeah issue being how you go across you communicating it. it right because when you communicate from a sense like Matt and, I, we've, Matt and I've had this conversation of the mentor peer, 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 where it's like, I still have a, I've not been in poker for very long, right? But because of the things being you, you think you've done more than you actually have, where we're not pure peers, like mentor peer. And remember that, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because yeah. if you come at that situation as a peer, peer in some spots, it doesn't work and it's not how it's supposed to be. And I've never had the mentor-peer relationship before, like just growing up when you're younger, everyone's in your age group as just peers, right? It's just you only have peers and most people only have peers. Obviously mentorship in itself is a blessing really to have someone that's been through all the shit help you and not just be a mentor, but be a fucking good one at that. Mm -hmm. um, but that's kind of where it comes from of just like feeling like you need to fight, but you really don't. And I think that that's just an ego thing, right? It's just like you want to be heard. I think like two yeah. things that will serve you incredibly well in this industry is you know, one, um, until you've got 10,000 hours in, in pretty much anything in life, like just treat yourself like a beginner. And I think approaching, approaching a lot of spots in life uh, with a beginner's mindset is going to serve you well long-term. Um, and just like being aware that even plebs like, you know, me, you, you, can, learn, you can learn something from, from everyone. <laughs> You know, it does, doesn't matter whether it's yeah. the, uh, you know, the guy taking the trash cans out or the CEO, like there's something to learn from everyone. And I think just like having that in the back of your mind will go a long way. Yeah, I, I think what Landon's speaking to uh, is uh, a very subtle issue that a lot of us suffer from. It's not actually the peer-to-peer -peer, uh, relationship or the peer-to-mentor relationship or anything of that sort. It's uh, the lack of it's the, it's the lack of respect when there isn't a power dynamic. Right. Right. So it's like basically what he's implying is that he can challenge his peers more than he can challenge his mentors. And that's just simply not true. Uh, people who are older than you, wiser than you, whatever the case may be, aren't perfect. They're still going to be flawed and they're still going to be able to be challenged. It's the way that you go about it. Right. And what you're basically implying is that you can be no nonsense, uh, not mince words and just like challenge a peer in a very aggressive, abrupt kind of way where you need to kind of dance around it a little bit more with somebody who's older than you and has been around the block. Almost like a respect kind of thing. Yeah, like but, the, the show. but the reality is you should just do it with both. Right. Right. Like, uh, I shouldn't speak to you differently because I've known you since we were six than I would speak to Henry or Landon where there's a 20 year age gap. Right. As far as like, as far as like, uh, Respect, respectfully <laughs> choosing my words right uh sure i could be a little bit more uh concise with you and maybe a little bit more blunt because you are going to know my 
my intention more than anybody else. Mm -hmm. But I'm also like taxing you now with having to deal with like a, a little bit of uh, my shortness where for them, I'm showing them a little bit more grace, right? right. Yeah. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, bring this all the way back to like the failure resume, like that's an easy takeaway that I find myself highlighting all the time is just like, just show more grace in any sort of relationship, be it peer, be it uh, romantic, intimate, or uh, platonic, it doesn't really matter, right? If you just demonstrate a little bit more grace and a little bit more patience, you'll often get out of people way more than you could ever expect by just being direct, right? Um, you're the manager. What do we got on deck for the company? We have um, Academy coming up. We do have an Academy yes, coming up. February 2nd. Uh, to the fifth, and we had um, two cancellations, so we have two seats. Okay. Two seats left, um, so get them while they're hot. They, they probably, got snowed in. They got snowed in, yeah. Brutal. Yeah. Fucking vortex. Right? Yeah, Sucking people in. But And then we um, have new dates uh, on the horizon, which we will be announcing shortly, maybe by the end of the week. Yeah. As soon as this, uh, as soon as this one sells out, we will we'll come up with our new dates. Uh, we have a lot in store this year. I'm looking forward to the traveling evolution podcast. of this podcast. We are a traveling podcast. Uh, we'll be at PCA. Well, we'll be... Yes, we will be at PCA. So, uh, we are leaving the studio January 18th. Yes, we are. For the rest of January. We won't be back. We won't be back. Co Academy. That's right. <laughs> uh, so, we are going to be potting and playing the WPT, or sorry, it's not a WPT. Uh, we're going to be potting and playing from Seminole Hard Rock uh, beginning January 18th all the way up until the 23rd. 3,500, 2 million guarantee. Yep. I'll be in it. You're in it. A lot, lot of satellites, a lot of satellites. Uh, I'm mostly going to be at the beach, I think. Yeah. Um, but I'll be doing a podcast during the day and playing a couple of the bigger events. Uh, from there, we go to Baja Mar in the Bahamas. We'll be there for the 10K PCA Maine and the uh, 25K PSPC. Uh, we'll be partnering with poker.org to uh, bring daily coverage from that event. They're really highlighting uh, the PSPC as they have in years past. Obviously, Stars wants to make a huge deal of it as they're giving away hundreds of seats. And We're basically flying south for the winter. Yeah. We're, 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 we're birds. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're birding. <laughs> we're birding. I, I wish uh, I wish there was like a, a snowboarding trip on the on the tournament schedule. Mm. Kind of brutal that everybody wants to go to these warm weather. Yeah, beach well, places, yeah, so. where people want to go to the Caribbean. Okay, oh, I don't know the geography, beach. but after PSPC, there's uh, EPT Paris. Yeah. I don't know if there's snow. No, it just rains. It's close there. enough to the Alps. There's just definitely not no snow. snow. Yeah, it just rains. Yeah, it's like no snow. It's like Paris. fucking Seattle. Nobody wants right, to go there. <laughs> Nobody wants to go there. Uh, so yeah, we have that to, to look forward to. Um, we're building out a little bit more uh, segment type stuff. I think we're going to start doing a weekly strategy segment. Um, haven't really come up with a name for it yet. Maybe Strat Talk. I think we're going to try to do that every Tuesday. So we're going to start tomorrow with our first one. Uh, we're also going to work in Throwback Thursdays where we kind of revisit pre-Black Friday days in poker. Some of the stories. Days of yore. Yeah, some of the uh, some of the stories that came from our early starts, uh, as well as even before our time. Um, so looking back to a little bit more of the Dor Brunson time. Po poker existed before we got into. Shocking, it. I know. Um, <laughs> a some, long time ago. Some of the greatest stories in our industry actually came from that time frame. Back uh, in uh, the Deadwood era. With, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Well, that yeah, I mean that was a little bit more gangster, but I was thinking a little bit more on the fringe, like the professor, the banker, and the suicide king. Uh, that Andy Bill tale is one worth telling for sure. Um, so we're going to try to work in that a little bit. Melissa will be joining us for the uh, trip down south. So you guys will have her for a solid three-week stretch. She's going to be back in the fold. Henry's also going to be joining us on that trip. Yup. Uh, <laughs> oh. Oh, is he little pulling he- an audible? A little hesitation in his Uh-oh. voice right there. Yeah. He's I mean, audibling. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm like... Okay. Maybe he just wants to keep keep the people on edge of the seat, fine. you know? I, I've gone from... Like a hundred percent coming to now like twenty percent chance. Wow, that's a flip. Yeah, a hundred percent. See, when people say a hundred percent, it's never a hundred percent. It's yeah. never a hundred percent. I mean, it was never a hundred percent to start with, but yeah, okay, it's yeah. gone from like a ninety-five percent going to join mm. to. Uh, you got two outed. Like twenty percent. You you don't like those uh, Florida PLO games? I do. I do like <laughs> the the Florida PLO games, but I, I I woke up. I think it was. I was saying to Landon the other day. I woke up and I just had like. A bunch of job offers i was like okay i need to just sit down and like really strategize you know what that means because we, we went to lake tahoe yeah to you know plan 2023 out and none of that happened all, all that ended up happening was Couch. us cooking a lot of chicken hold up hold up let him go watching netflix for three days <laughs> mm. that uh, this, is, this is your first experience with the let's go on a trip to plan and yeah and work at that yeah, night yeah, yeah. that, that like, zero work got done <laughs> never, speak for yourself <laughs> zero work. Okay, okay all right you booked two airbnbs hold on mate i fucking yeah. crushed it i booked two airbnbs i wrote a script for on second thought uh, right, i'm not saying you didn't get work done it's just all right dude i mashed look look henry <laughs> i mashed them taters. you cannot say you did not have a great time I mean, it was a come on. It was highly unproductive. That's not the point, though. It was a you, complete waste of time. You had fun. <laughs> Jokes were had. Couch nights were shared. Couch nights. You went. We went to the gym. Sure. You got to now curl a hundred. To- gym was the highlight of the trip. Yeah. Wow. Gym was the highlight of the trip. I remember you being on the couch. I had a great time. Telling me how much you loved being on the couch. Okay. It, w- it was yeah. It was nice to just like not have anything to worry about and just laugh and watch TV. Yeah, that's how vacations work, man. You, yeah. should, you should take them once in a while. Listen, 2023, we're taking over. Uh, no, no vacations. 2023. No vacations. Okay, listen. Uh, uh, I'll I'll help you plan WPT, your WPT. Hell. APT. <laughs> merit. Taking over America. Every single Protecting commentary England. stream that you hear, bar maybe two. I Me. I will I will help you plan your twenty twenty three. First of all, I think planning a year is is nonsense. But I'll, it is. I, I like to do it quarterly. Okay. Well, I will I will help you. If you woke up with a bunch of job offers, the easy solution is charge more. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Okay. I already changed my prices from last year. Yeah, fucking triple them. Yeah. Went up Some of those price. job offers will disappear, but the good news is you only need a third of them to stick around. Ring, right. ring, Tom Wheaton. <laughs> Above the felt. W business. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Henry doesn't get it. No, I'm, not, like, I'm, not, I'm not even going to put my quote out there. But no, no, no. no. I just want to, I want to, you know, just knuckle down a bit. And uh, PCA sounds like it would be a bit of a distraction. Yeah. yeah. You're 27. Distract yourself, sir. Nah, come on. It's, you know, it's weird, right? Isn't it weird where the old guard tells the young guard that they are supposed to have distractions, but at the yeah. same time, the young guard is so focused on doing the things they need to do that distractions are still important, but how do you do it? I, I've never, never once been the type to say that uh, in your 20s, you should be like singularly focused and just locking down, making all the money. Now, granted, I'm not rich, and it's probably because of that. <laughs> But Wait, didn't fuck. we have a conversation? I'm happy. Fuck. 
It's funny because did we have a conversation about what? I don't remember Galfond fucking around. He was knuckled down, <laughs> and now he's got all the money. Bro, he had a slide in his I, house. Yeah, well, have he, you ever read Ship at Halabala? Yeah, Galfond was not yeah. knuckled down in his twenties, dude. He owned a one point four million dollar penthouse. Yeah, at twenty seven, that's knuckled the fuck down. No, it was. I don't care if it had a slide in there. No, it <laughs> he's was, vibing. He w. Was, he wasn't knuckled down. He was. He was living in a house with a bunch of knuckle heads playing fucking five hundred one k against these goddamn punters in the middle of the night because an alarm went off that said fucking whoever just sat down. Wow, we should have filled the pod. Uh, talk, we hit him on a throwback, throwback Thursday. That, that would be that would be go. Talk Just about real heaven for a throwback. Yeah, yeah. For, for, no, throwback we, Thursday, real heaven would be a really good app. We uh, were talking about making all the money when back when we had land and stake. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. You took it too far. Different. You weren't distracted. <laughs> what is different? What is different is <laughs> you weren't you weren't distracting yourself. You were still fucking playing. 99% of your time was put into poker, it, it but was. you just didn't give a shit about making money. No. You were taking all the low EV spots and Sounds passing good. on all the high ones. Uh, that's good. different. Fish. That's a life fish. Right yeah, that's there. life fish right there. Yeah. You just wanted to be battle tested on someone else's dime, and I respect that. But <laughs> <laughs> the whole point is, uh, in my opinion, your 20s, God damn it, uh, your 20s should be utilized to... Fuck up. Yeah. Make yes, mistakes. precisely. Just fuck up a lot and honestly like uh i'm not trying to encourage you to go to the bahamas like skip it i've only gone three times personally um so it's not like as if i think it's this mandatory trip that everybody has to go on but most of us who are still in this industry look back on pca as uh like one of the more memorable getaways on the tour like it's rare that you will come across anybody who's been around for 20 years that didn't go to pca and enjoy themselves whereas the counter to that is you'll come across plenty of guys who've been in the game for 20 years that have never played an EPT, that have never gone to Barcelona or Aussie Millions or any of these other like staple events on the tour, right? It's mm. WSOP, PCA. Those were always the two that you absolutely had to do that were kind of like summer camp. Yeah, but I think you forget just how traveled I am for a 27-year-old. That, that part's very true. It's just, I don't know. It's not about, it's not about the, it's not about being uh in the bahamas nobody gives a shit about seeing what, the bahamas what, what is it then it's the camaraderie it's it's you, you being in a place with, with the boys yeah it's being in a place with 300 other professionals that are pursuing the same thing you are like pca is tougher it, mm. i mean you know it's it's a 25 speaking yeah it's a 25k with 500 fucking satellite winners they're not so, satellite winners though are they come on they've had to win events to nah, get some of them are just like they wrote an article and got gifted a seat for sure but like still a half of them had to win an actual sure. tournament sure 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 okay <laughs> it's still going to be one of the softest 25 they say that year. about this every tour about every tournament they're like oh this is going to be the softest 10k of the year it's because <laughs> it's because like increasing your roi by one percent is a lot or by 10%, you know? It's like, if, if you could play an event where... If you could play a 25K where your general expectation is like 10% ROI, and suddenly you have 20, that's fucking significant. That's the softest 25K of the year. I mean, I hear you, but I don't walk through life looking at everything in ROI and EV. No, I agree with like you. My, my, my life EV will always outweigh the ROI of any cash game, any tournament that I could play. And and I know a lot of professionals out there and I've spoken to close friends that even like Espen and Jonas and that. And they're just like, no bro, you know, like your ROI, you know, you need to be in this game, this, that, and the other. It's like, I'm not going to look back when I'm 70 and be like, fuck, you know, I'm glad less, I was in that game. No, yeah. I agree with you. I, I'm not, 
I'm not even framing it that way. I'm exactly like you, which, by the way, you're also never going to be rich. No, uh, I'm so going to accept that. Absolutely. I mean, I'm already minted. Yeah. <laughs> just, just accept that because, like, same. Basically, same. But the reason why I'm framing it that way is because uh, I think all the, all the ROI is actually being around your peers. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's what I'm saying. I think the trip is worth taking just to be around the people who take that sort of trip. Yeah. And then the carrot on the string is like, oh, there's also a really good fucking 25K. Friend ROI, who knows? Maybe you meet someone and then we'll Maybe see. I just have a piece of someone that wins millions of dollars again. Uh, Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Wins millions yeah. of dollars. You got to swap to do that though. Uh, swap to the top, baby. Swap to Dude, the top. no one's better than Landon. Well, I'm Nobody. so good at swaps. I told her I would buy his, I would buy his swaps at uh, a piece of his swap yeah. at 1.5. One, one, one of really my, uh, <laughs> one of my low light moments that I put on my failure resume was forgetting to swap with Espen in the main. I know you guys went to, you went to dinner with him too, right? I no, uh, he, he, he texted no, he, like for three days leading up to the main. He texted me multiple days in a row and said, hey, we got to grab dinner before the main. Oh, my God. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we definitely do. And I went deep in an event that like, oh. uh, that, that like took away a bunch of time and I just didn't make time for it. And I'm not saying he definitely would have swapped, but it's like, you know, you get the, you get, you get the dinner and it's like yeah. one ball. But if he swapped with you, he probably would have busted like day one. 100%. 100%. <laughs> you, he was done. 100%. That, you that you was, did him a favor. Absolutely. That was never coming through. <laughs> yeah. Literally yeah. never coming uh, back. I just realized that like there's a certain age that you, just, you have to get to before you get to win all ins in big spots, you know, because you have to play enough of them and lose. Mm. That's when I'll stop swapping, but That's I'm not adorable. there yet, you know. Hey, you're you're smart, man. Yeah, it's sharper than the rest of well, us. Well, because we've we've talked about this like having all of yourself or like big pieces of yourself in like very uh, like high EV spots, mm. which is also true. But then at the same time, like having some sort of variance mitigation because sometimes you're not the chosen one. Yeah. And like, there's got to be somewhere in between. Oftentimes, you're not the chosen one. I went over my stats. Uh, we'll, we'll wrap on this. But I, yeah, yeah. I posted in a thread my stats for the year uh, and having come through them, like, very underwhelming. I had a massive 2021 uh, and then just like a very mediocre 2022 where I actually lost like 80% of my profit in that Live at the Bike game. Um, but my volume was just like despicable. Low. I played 28 cash sessions for like 300 hours and 30 MTTs. Uh, and my ROI in the cash sessions was like... 30 MTTs, that's it? Yeah, and they were probably like... I would oh. say like 27 of them were probably WSOPs. And you call 30, yourself a professional poker player? I don't know. He's a professional poker Well, 30 live, right? And then some online? Yeah. You, you played some of the freeze outs. Well, I didn't even include any of the online stuff in my stats. Oh, I got it. I, I didn't yeah. play enough to even matter. I'm sure it's a net zero. Um, and probably like fewer than 15 events. Market zero. Market zero. Uh, but yeah, I, my ROI in cash after the, the last two days of Lamp Bike where I got brutalized was like 2%. Uh, I think I won like, I don't know, somewhere in the neighborhood of like a buy-in or a buy-in and a half. Uh, and then my ROI in MTTs was actually really good. It was like 60%, but uh, I didn't play any. Yeah. So, and if you played more, it yeah. might go lower than right. 60%. 60% on an average buy-in of, you know, 4K, 5K, whatever. Not that much. You know, didn't really make all that money over 30, 30 events. But no, you had some spots, though. Did have some spots, went deep in a few things. FT, WSOP, 2500 freeze out. Yeah. Uh, second deep in, in the five diamond, right? No. That was 2020. That was the year before. Wow. Got second Hell. in that stupid 5K turbo. I remember that. And I remember you had just 
tweeted like a day before that 5k turbo that you couldn't close out a tournament oh yeah because i got remember this i got well i got 19th in the right WBT and main. then like fast, oh, fast that, yeah, yeah i got fast fast so good. weeks and you're oh like tweeting heads up in this 5k i'm like no that would be so clutch <laughs> if he just closes this out after moaning it in on twitter mm-hmm. Dude, and then was... like 30 minutes later yeah got second yeah. for 100 <laughs> like, ah. he was in for six in that tournament five five, and, five. five. yeah very respectable five yeah uh don't know how much it was the softest before. 25k that is out there <laughs> that that's actually no actually it was a tough 5k but a really easy 25k man you got fucked in the main dude uh, you got quadded on oh god yeah uh with like 31 left i played a two and a half or three x chip lead pot where the total uh, pot size jack was like ten five rainbow balls. Yeah. Ace Jack against pocket fives. Against Ace Jack of Spades versus pocket tens versus pocket fives. I had tens. And we got it in this guy this, he's sharp. Chip leader at that time had like I think one point five million. The total pot size was like five and a half million. Jesus. And I was third in chips against the guy who was second in chips oh with the ace God. jack. And then the third person was like average stack or whatever. Turn five of spades giving him quads which also now gives ace jack outs yeah it gives him a jack he had a jack to win mm-hmm. uh luckily i faded that so i ultimately <laughs> luckily ended up, <laughs> i mean i know, I know. Uh, i think i started the hand with like 1.5 million or so and i ended the hand with like 2.1 but the total pot size was like five and a half so i ended the hand second in chips when it was all said and done to the guy who won the pot but had i won it i would have been like two and a half or three x chip leader Maybe I would have rolled through it like Darren Elias. Who knows? All right, where the guy that won the hand with quads? Yeah, where did he finish? Fifth or seventh? I can't recall. Uh, I think this was the one that Alex Yen won. Yeah, yeah, and Elias got second. And was it? Oh, Mark. Sorry, Mark Davis won that. Elias got second. Yeah, because How much Anton got second, and then just a million. Just casual. Yeah. Oh my, oh my god, it was that one where like everyone that was like just like WT legends were just like deep in this tournament somehow. Yeah. Just continually. It's like, what's going on? Yeah, fucking Brian? Caldo busted me. Cal- it's, it's crazy. Yes, Caldo like, was there. I love you, Caldo. <laughs> you just never, you're never going to get that like EV back ever. I know. Like, you just play like a thousand tournaments. It's just. Yeah, I'm probably just going to kill myself. <laughs> no, what you're going to do is you're going to show up and play another tournament and then it might happen again. Oh, that's true. Yeah, hopium. Cool. See, my my resident hopium. Look, look, man. Someone has to make the dark side light. Yeah, you know. I honestly it. think mixed martial arts would serve you well. I I would fear that I would turn into landed with that. I honestly, where like I, I would just abandon my career. I feel like if you just, <laughs> just started like, like boxing, three, four, like boxing with a bit of jujitsu or something. This you would you would change, yeah. I did a lot of around. I did a fair you amount of kickboxing. In, you would turn it around in high school. Uh, it was fun. I always preferred lifting, though. Um, still lift. But yeah, at 40, I feel like if I'm introduced to stuff like that and I actually enjoy it, I might just abandon everything. <laughs> I was close with snowboarding. I mean, I almost, you're close with just life. A professional snowboarder? Yeah. You've, no. heard, you've heard how, like, Jocko and Lex talk about jiu-jitsu, right? Yeah. 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 Go give it a try, man. I, re- I reckon it changed your life. Like, jiu-jitsu is... Uh, it's eye-opening. Wow. I don't know, man. I don't want to become Andre. You were, uh, I don't want his life. You're nah, very he... close to abandoning everything and going into the woods. Yeah. So we might never see you again. If, if I would have had a better... Uh, this past snowboarding trip was awful. I, I was so bad. Uh, I feel like I've hit my plateau and I'm losing interest. Um, but if I had progressed again, that might have been it. I might have just gotten a cabin in Tahoe and just like... <laughs> me, the pups. Yep. You guys fend for yourselves. Podcast is done. Wow. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. We're just gonna live in a tent here of woods. we are Thank back God. for 2023. This is we're really on good foundational pillars here for Thank the God. podcast. Thank God he sucks, guys. Yeah. Foundations are built. The podcast on will continue. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but, the, but we made it. Um, <laughs> 2023. Podcast ain't going anywhere. Uh, we're not fucking leaving. That's right. I'm and not Penn State leaving. game's starting. Okay. All right, all, right, all right. Chill, <laughs> chill. Okay. All right. Yeah, I feel we, privileged to be invited on the first episode of 2023. Thank you. For that's right. Me. Absolutely. Well, you are, uh, you are an only friend. And I'm here with my only friends it's so bad man <laughs> so, we have to so we have good. to change that for l. 2023 i love it that's an l intro shout out right conrad there. yeah if you guys if you guys want to greatest opening in podcast let us history. know in the chat if uh conrad should continue <laughs> doing the opener <laughs> please <laughs> please let us know that's gonna do it for us we'll be back same time tomorrow uh tomorrow is going to be a little bit more strat heavy uh we're going to discuss the gambler's ruin and how that applies to poker specifically uh we'll obviously keep you up to date on current events as well as remind you that we have an academy coming up february 2nd to the 5th that is uh still available two seats head over to solverwhy.io slash no sorry academy.solverwhy.io uh if you'd like to get a seat today on that note we're out of here thank you so much for joining us uh please like comment subscribe as always henry appreciate you filling in while our man conrad is out taking care of business on the east coast we'll see you guys tomorrow happy new year peace